Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour nothing but NRL tour. Seven rounds in the can, and this year is absolutely flying, Brock. It is. It is. Uh, well, we're just past a quarter of the way through, uh, and the games have been pretty good, I've got to say. Just to kick things off, uh, randomly after I don't know how many years, we've had people saying they're confused which one of us is which, so we're just going to start. that? We're going to start off with a quick ping pong here, just so you can try and define who we are. Lewis. Brock. Lewis. Brock. Lewis. Brock. Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Brock. There you go. So for anyone who hasn't figured that out after four years, Lewis. Brock. There you go. All right, bud. We're back. Fast five. Kicking things off. This is Lewis, by the way. It's yeah. not Brock. Uh, best, worst, Well, high. Lewis is the one that talks for 80% of the time, and I'm the one that talks for 20% of the Basically, time. Basically, the one talking and kicking things off all the time is Lewis, and kicking off segments, doing live reads. So, yeah, if you haven't figured that out by now, you're a fool and a waste of time. Good night. Uh, fast five. Best, worst, highlight, low light. Any questions coming out of this round? Who's your best? Cowboys and the Broncos. They were the best two for me. Standouts. Absolute standouts this, this, uh, at this stage of the year, I think. Yeah. Well, my best, I didn't so much go to the teams, but players from those teams. Michael Morgan, uh, as much as I think Milford's doing really well, I think Morgan has been probably better all around uh, as far as he's playing for the full 80 as well. Milford's got brilliant moments, and I think he's come a hell of a long way, but Morgan's been outstanding. Um, those two, and Matt Scott. Matt Scott just... Wiped everyone on Friday night. He's Some of the man. shots he put on and the errors he caused and the carries. Yeah, he's my man crush. Loved it. Um, what about your worst? The Titans and Souths. Yeah, well, mine. I thought they were both disgusting. That was that's the worst the Titans have played all year. Um, and Souths, they're just not getting any better at all. I had they're the storm, terrible. the storm, the Tigers game. That first half made me physically ill. The only good thing about that game was it was so bad it went to Golden Point. Basically, that's mm. how bad it was that it got it to Golden Point, yeah. and it gave you some kind of excitement. But I was angry the whole time, and literally I was like, "I'm watching first grade right now." Yeah. Uh, and Souths, uh, I had a little side note here as well, just basically because they're not trying, and it makes me really angry when you just watch a side, especially this early in the year, that they look like they've played twenty rounds. They look cool. They look tired, yeah. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. Uh, or disinterested. Yeah, basically. It annoys, or, that annoys me as well because, like you said, you're a punter out there and you've got these blokes on some big cabbage. Well, don't back them now. You'd be a fool to be backing them now. Nah. Well, don't, don't, I don't feel sorry for any punter that puts money on South. Oh, I don't mean that. You're sense. a fool if you like, put money on You South. watch them. You want to watch these blokes have a dig, especially if you support them. And they're just belly up. Oh, well, could be worse. Absolutely. You go for the Titans. Good point. Just hey, suck at least you guys are having a crack. Yeah. There's a difference if your team's having a crack. What about your high? Uh, I thought last night's game. I thought it was the best Monday night game of the year so far. Um, it was gritty. It was my style of footy. I liked it. A bit wet. Uh, it was tough, fast. Yeah, it was a bit wet, wasn't it? Loved it. I really have to it. agree. I was going to go as well, but I got dragged by the year out to uh, 
some wedding place. No way. Uh, no way. I would be going to Allianz on a Monday. Oh, I, I like the big screens at Allianz. No, it's I enough to make me drive an hour to get there. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, my, my high, and again, I'm generally... Well, school holidays too. I've got nothing else better to do. Generally, I'm not a fan of bloodbaths, but watching the Cowboys, I don't care what they do. They're just brilliant to watch. Like, that was a shellacking. The whole 80 minutes was one-way traffic, basically, mm. by the first 20, but I just love watching the Cowboys. I said it last week. If you have a chance to watch them... Play against your team or someone else. If you've got a spare time, go watch the Cowboys play. Uh, it's very rare that a team is just that well put together mm. in all facets. And they can play any which way they want. They can play you through the middle. They've got a good number nine. They can take advantage of quick play of the balls. If you isolate Thurston, then you've got to deal with Morgan. If you want to really put pressure on those two, then they've got Coop. They've got gun back rollers. Their outside backs are underrated. Very good bench with variation on it as well. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that I don't like about the Cowboys. And honestly, I was... I had a big smile here on Friday. Some of the tries and some of the plays they ran, just the way they play, I love life. Yeah, as I said at the start, I think them and the Broncos are just streaks ahead of everyone at the moment. Yeah. Oh, they're so good to watch, though. What was your... Uh, oh, oh, the, you know the other one? The Roosters try last night, the quick hands. In that was a cracker. The that, Latrell Mitchell try. People don't appreciate, uh, you know, how quick... And some of those passes had a bit of steam on them as well. Even in dry weather, that's oh, an incredible a, try. It was a ripper. But, yeah, I was quite impressed by that one. But, yeah, low light. Well, two of us for Shaq, gone for the year. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, it's a low light. I, I love watching him play. And he was my number one pick in fantasy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on top of the comp, and I've lost Slater and now Sheck, so I'm in dire straits. Yeah. Mine was trips and crushes, because it's the trip especially. Oh, there was three games in a row. Every game on Saturday had a trip, and they're not doing anything about it. And big, this is what happens Nelson, when you let the first one go through. Big Nelson let one ride. Josh Reynolds, well, basically, again, we talk about pre-season. Josh Reynolds did, like, three. David Shillington did one that was almost worse as, all of, uh, yeah. as any of them, and it just got... Let go. Didn't we've, connect. We've talked about this before, though. Setting a precedent. There was one last night. As Josh well, Reynolds had like three in the space of eighteen months and never got canned for it. Well, and you know, there's blokes just getting tripped. And, and the crushes, I, like I said, a lot of them I don't think are intentional because of the way they go in to the tackles. But the one that burns me is the dive for it. And there was a couple on the weekend. I think it was Rankin, maybe in the Tigers game, and the commentators pointed out basically that he went down, carried on like a peanut, and then he winked at the physio and was like, "Smile at the players." Like. It's yeah. it's not something to be taken lightly. Like ah, my neck. Like it's not really a good running joke to go down and pretend that you've hurt your neck. Yeah, you know, it's just not 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 in good. It's very Jamie Vardy ish. So yeah. oh, I Get just up, yeah, I'm kind of disillusioned with that at the moment. And it, yeah, it's it's really giving me the shots to be honest. But what about any questions? Well, um, I'm not a massive Paul Gallon fan, um, but if Mal Meninga's not going to pick him and his Australian team, how the hell does Mal Meninga? Justify picking Inglis and Crump. Yeah, well, basically, if you're going to go on form, and it brings in basically what you don't want. And I'm not a conspirator, but if you're going to shiv the New South Wales captain, and like, I'm with you, I'm not his biggest fan. And to be honest, I think it's getting to that point where if the Sharks can offload him with the money he's on and get someone like Gillette or this, what they're talking about, I wouldn't be blaming him. But in that situation, form-wise, yeah, he's been really, really, really good the last two weeks. And compared to those two... And so someone after that, after Cronk's score of the weekend, was like, he's playing well. No, like, that try does not make up for playing like shit for six weeks. No. One he's, try. He's not playing well. That's, that's when you truly don't know your football. That's the thing that used to kill me. And someone's like, oh, but this person scored a hat-trick. Well, like a winger can score a hat-trick by running five metres in total in a game yeah. or hopping over the line. His whole contribution over the first six or seven weeks has been basically deplorable. Cool. He had a little bit of a go in the Newcastle game. Yeah, he crashed over a couple of times. 
but his actual involvement, you watch a Melbourne game like I do. He's not controlling a game. On either. ball, even last year with Greeny there who helped him out, it was still 70-30, 80-20 most of the time. Yeah. This year, Greeny has almost had 80% of the football in all games. He's been a non-factor for a guy that we're talking is supposedly searching for three or four years up to well, upwards of a million dollars. Yeah. Um, does that affect your form? I don't know. Then they're talking, us trying to push ad-lib, have an effect on him, maybe, because he's so structured. But we went back to our structured play on the weekend, and the first thing he did was throw a pick. Yeah. So he's just out of sorts. Simple. And G.I. G.I.'s been horrible. Make excuses for the knee all you want or anything else. He's not playing well. No. And uh, I'll throw it out there. I thought he took a dive with the Matt Scott tackle. I thought he laid down. I thought that was just a good shot. Um, I slow matted a few times, didn't see head contact. Greg Inglis. Yeah. Massive dog. I saw whiplash, that's fair enough, but it was a clean hit. I just saw a bloke that wanted out of that game. He did. So that's just being blunt. And Correct. I'll, I'm always willing to go there. So. I'll, agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think he took a dive and he wanted out. Yep. 30 minutes to go, they were getting towered up. I thought it was a good hit. Um, yeah, I watched it a million times. I well, just, what annoyed me, and you know, I'm a massive Matt Scott fan, but the week before, that's his team, Matt man. Scott took on Trent Merrin and basically said you took a dive. Mm. Same thing happens a week after he doesn't call Greg Inglis out. No. Double standard from Queensland thing. And then the thing yeah. that burned me as well is exactly that. I'm like, he's got to play Origin with you, and now he's on a port. Yeah. So you're not helping out a bloke that you're supposedly mates with as well. No. So I thought, everyone, and then I saw a little bit of a snip. I don't know if you saw that. Bird just said a press conference after. I think one of the journos said that to him. He's like, What are you talking about, me? You've got him square in the head. And I was like, You're a peanut as well. Yeah. Like, dead set. Watched the replay enough times. It was a good shot. He was falling, and I thought maybe I was clipped him. Watching the replay, he didn't. He just whacked him. Yeah. And it's always worse when you're not moving because his legs were trapped. Scotch just teed up on him. He had a bit of whiplash. But the fact he's rolled over and acted like he got shot, uh, you know, disappointing. Very disappointing attitude. So, yeah. uh, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I'm with Nathan Brown. The 18th man situation. Todd Greenberg's basically just brushed it off today. As far as the concussions well, are concerned... Green, well, Greenberg's whole argument is, well, the coaches didn't vote for it. I don't think the coaches should be voting for it. No, it should just that's be for the better of the game. game. It's for the better of the game. But yeah. in, this, in this situation, because he's bringing up knees and shoulders, that's part of the game. That's fine. But concussion, if you lose three blokes like they did on the weekend to concussion, what? So now we're going... He goes, I love the fatigue element. So they just have to deal with having no bench for the rest of the game. It's ridiculous. When you had four and all of a sudden three blokes were ruled out from head knocks. You can't force them back out there. We're trying to preserve that side of things. And then you're basically saying just suffer. And that was literally a New South Wales Cup team versus a rep side. And they just got shellacked. Um, I don't know how you address it. Do you put a 20s player on the bench and pray to God he doesn't have to get played? (laughs) Most guys have got a 20s kid who could play 10 or 15 minutes. In their side, not all of them. Not a few. Most of them have usually got a player or two that. But could. the issue then I'd have is that okay, so the NYC and players. And he's already played a game. Well, and they've also the gap between NYC and NRL is massive. Yeah. So then we're going to have him sit there cold and then have to go back on. But my other issue again, when people have said about cup, the cup schedules don't line up all the time. No, so don't. there's no way to kind of fully address. Well, this. in Queensland it'd be fine. The Queensland teams would be able to do it. Yeah, but um, then but the, in New South Wales, the other yeah. side is you can't put a guy aside every week just to be eighteenth man because then he's getting no football. We have to rotate it. So you have to find a way, you know, for this to work. But I, I watched that on the weekend and I agree with them completely. I know they're going at the coaches didn't vote for it. It shouldn't be up to them. Well given the way we're going with head knocks, I think that's almost a necessity that if someone's taken out, especially by foul play, or that situation where you've lost three of your four benches to head knocks, yeah. there should be someone available to you. They had one prop on the bench, that was it. Well Josh Massoud has just reported on channel seven that uh, the Eels are gonna lose eight points. Wow, cop that. Eight points. So apparently the investigation is uh, complete. 
we're recording this. This is uh, Tuesday night, so if you're listening to this later in the week, obviously you'll probably have more information on it, but uh, it looks as though the NRL has completed their investigation and the, the Parramatta so are set to lose eight. They're back to two, which makes them equal with the Roosters. Basically one win. Yeah. So we've got 17 games left. We talked 12 being the mark. They basically, they're in the Roosters' boat. Yeah. Well, it's not official. No. Um, but, yeah, it looks, looks as though it's going to be eight. Well, I'm not going to go into great depth on it because we've talked about it and everyone's heard enough about it. But as far as I'm concerned, if they're proven to be systematically cheating, especially the third parties, which everyone's playing dumb to, yeah. I think they deserve to be towed the same way Melbourne would. Yeah. Look, we, so we, we spoke about that's this. That's my We've just had dinner together. Together, obviously, but um, look, I, I think I don't think that uh, it is systematic. Um, I just think their management is dumb as dog shit, and yeah, well, they I think genuinely it's easy to thought, play dumb though. Yeah, but with them, I genuinely think they are dumb. But it's black and, and they white. Don't know. They know as simple as and it's. But this is the thing: white. I don't think they do. I don't think Parramatta's had there's direct management in since Dennis Fitzgerald that's been no, competent. I think they. Just I don't really care. don't think they just don't care. So they're running their own race. Uh, I think they're all grubs. They're in it for themselves. They've left that hole, uh, so that club in a hole, and they should be ashamed of themselves. And if the circumstances, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. But I just, I genuinely think that they don't know the rules. No, I think, they and do. they don't know how to do it. I think the circumstances that were mentioned, that if they were willing to walk away and never be involved again, to have less points but taken just, away, but they you're going to tell me that they're smart enough, they're that smart or intelligent that they're going to officially document all this stuff. Well, and then Melbourne were done. Melbourne were done no, enough no, to Melbourne keep had, two sets of books. Yeah, but no one knew about it. It's totally different. They they did well, really these, good job. These of idiots have it. got seven hundred thousand plus documents. They've gone through and that's a lot what of I'm saying. That's, strictly, that's strictly strictly confidential. Yeah, but that's still kept record that's of all my these things point. they're doing. That's so. my point. I don't think that they genuinely thought they were doing anything wrong. No, Otherwise, they, they are completely imbecilic. Yeah, well, I think they deserve to be tied up. That's just my opinion. But yeah, any other questions? No. Mine, thousand. mine is our uh, South's done. Would you put a pen through South? Yeah. I would. Well, I, yeah. I know it's early days, rounds. but honestly. Can um, they win the comp? No way. No. Depth wise and all the other bits and pieces, and I never thought they. I didn't no. have, I don't have them in my eight, but I'm looking at them right now. Effort, depth, just little bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of improvement. Well, take out the Cowboys, the last three grand final winners, Souths, Roosters, and Melbourne, I think all three of them are almost going to struggle hmm. to win the comp or even finish top four. I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Um, Which is good. I think the comps, it's going to flip. We're yeah. starting to see the flip. The salary cap, well, not the salary cap. Well, we're still just, seeing the same bottom sides, unfortunately, yeah. but we're seeing a bit of a reshuffle in the top eight with a yeah. few sides starting to rise a little bit. Parramatta being one of those, unless, of course, they get slammed. But yeah. uh, your questions now. After our questions, Gav, at Ernie Oz on Twitter here. Uh, where's he got questions? Should Mel uphold Queensland bans and not pick Milford and Napa? This one, I don't agree with. He will. He, he already said he will. But you have I to. I don't agree with you it. You have to. This whole Queensland thing. Queensland no, I think you have to. It'd be like saying that... But on the flip side... If you're banned for two weeks, you can go back and play reserve grade. Like, the ban is the ban. Yeah, but I still think it's easy. Again, they're in a position in 9 out of 10 series where they can take a stance like this. I think if they were in our boat and they were struggling, they wouldn't make something like this. We haven't done that with Pierce, or, or we did it with Pierce once, but we, I reckon there's been worse indiscretions with a lot less punishment than what these guys have copped for... I don't even think what they did was that bad. It was a Queensland sanctioned thing where they just didn't meet a curfew. Well, they didn't nothing do to do. They yeah. didn't do as I was told. Can't. It's so minor though. They didn't break the law. They no, broke that, a Queensland. But I think it's very much. So it's very much Kevin Walters saying I'm the coach. 
That's all been a good. Like I'm just saying. Compared to things we've seen in the past, the punishment is massively excessive compared to things. Good on him for setting an example. But I also think that we're not seeing behave, out, outrageous behaviour like we have in the past. No, no. But I'm saying good on him for setting that example. But if they hadn't won nine of the last ten, I don't think they'd take a strong stance. So that's my opinion. But I, I think it's the right thing to do, and I think Mal shouldn't undermine what. Kevin's trying to do at the level below. You should, if you can't, if you haven't played the level below, which in this case is Origin, then oh, you should well, be playing international. Some blokes got picked for that before they played Origin, though. I agree, so, but I just don't think I don't think I, well, and that's another argument because I think our scheduling's wrong because it should be Origin then in international. That's what I don't like when they all go. He's too young. If he's good enough for younger, it doesn't matter. But okay, but on the other side of it, should Milford and Napa be picked on form? Yes, I don't. Think I think they're both. I still think Morgan holds out Milford unless you start Morgan I'd pick over both Kronk of them. and have him on the bench. I'd pick both of them and have one of them as my utility. I yeah, wouldn't pick if Kronk. you didn't pick Kronk. And yeah. you know they're not going to. They're going to stick with their spine. I'd have Thurston, Morgan, and probably Milford on the bench. And Napa, I think, would go close. But yeah, I thought, have him as my bench. I still rather. thought he was quiet the first few weeks and then that one game yeah. was massive. So I probably wouldn't have him in mind. But now Woods is out. I, I don't know who, who slots in there as your bench. As much as you don't like him, Gallant. he's been close to the most consistent. That's Josh McGuire. He's been brilliant. I'd have Napa over McGuire. I'm just saying. that's Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I agree with you. He's splitting hands. But you've got to take out, like I said, I'm not a big and, fan. And here. more than likely, Kevin Walters would be saying pick McGuire because I'm more likely to play McGuire. And Papali won't start the back row. He'd be on the bench as like a prop back row as well. So I yeah. think there's a couple of guys there that still get the nod in front of him, even though he's played well. Yeah. Uh, Randy Festus' question is, Latrell Mitchell, the most overhyped player in the game, Vossi acted like he was as good as Slater last night. Oh, definitely... I think well, he's, he's got the potential to be the next he's 18 years old he's so. brilliant yeah. brilliant player but he's uh, at the moment he's definitely not no. an elite player no he's, he's got a lot of things in his game he's got to fix he's showing flashes of brilliance but, uh, but he's an absolute I've said, it, I've said it all year he's you know he has moments in matches where he really lets his team down and then he's got moments there where he lights the field up so he's just he's just got to be more consistent and that, as you said he's, he's the little baby. the little thing you need to highlight though is this guy is I think more than acquitting himself besides errors as a first grader, and he's a school kid. Well, watching him in 20s last year... Um, he was bored. Well, but watching him in 20s last year, he was the same. He floated in and out of games. Yeah, but he was bored in but 20s. It's, but yeah, I get that. But yeah. still, it, you've got to dominate the level you're at. And yeah. he, wasn't even, he wasn't even doing that last year, but the flashes he showed in 20s, it was just ridiculous. Some yeah, of the things he, he didn't, didn't belong so, in the 20s, but if anything... No. Uh, all right, yeah, I get it. They hype up some of these young guys, but some people, it's just, it's very rare these days. You'll see a 20 year old come in, that's fine, but it's not very often you'll see a fresh blooded 18 year old. Like, literally, like Curtis Scott playing at Melbourne, literally looks like a baby giraffe. He hasn't developed it all yet. He yeah. is literally 18 years old this year. Yeah. He could be doing his high school certificate. It doesn't happen that often anymore. It's very hard to break into grade at that age, so. Yeah. Um, definitely hype around him, but you just hope he develops over the next two years. He's got massive potential. Like he did, you set the first try he scored. I think I picked the bodies out. He ran over Moylan, Merrin, Hiku, and I forgot who the other one was. There were three rep players, and Moylan's obviously hyped up as a rep player. Yeah, he just decided he was going to barge over everyone. So, you know, and that's the thing for me. But then there's that's runs there where there's runs there where I go, well, what was yeah. that? Or an error at the back, or a yeah. silly pass where he almost lost it for him. Yeah, uh, the Buckster. Do refs allow some teams to get away with more grub? Broncos were given so much leeway while the Knights were penalised. Oh, it's hard to know. I think it feels that way, but also the flow of the game is so dominant in a game. Broncos know, were just and a team like that. Yeah, 
I'm not saying there wasn't bits in there. I saw the Maguire. Well, but with that dominance comes those. You probably get those fifty-fifty calls. Yeah, so he's right. Exactly. But I saw just as much on the other side. But with I don't. Facials al- and, I don't also think it's preconceived by the referees. No, nah, but I saw facials and bits of niggle and even the Safidis getting some bits and pieces in at the end there as well. And, and then the you're watching those so. games, the last ten minutes of that games like that, they'll mm. penalise the shit out of the team that's winning by a lot. Yeah, exactly. To even it all up. So, but if you focus on the on the rucks, I reckon you see just as much. I saw a fair bit from Newcastle, especially near the end. South tried to get angry as well. Like it, when you're that team that's been pummeled for 60 minutes, you always see that last 10, 15 minute fire. Like we've got to finish with some respectability or some pride. Yeah. And a bit of the crap comes out. But um, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. Holly Oates question Can Roosters make the eight? I think they can, but I don't think they will. I think they can as well, but I'm kind of with you. I think the biggest thing, and that'll decide it, is Origin. Um, looking at their side, literally, you, there's no way he's going to pick Pierce, surely. But if he takes Cord- when, he, when he picks Pierce, oh. if he takes Cordner, I'd rather. You know what, but I'd rather him pick Pierce and either Reynolds or Hodkinson. Right, Josh Reynolds or Pierce. I don't care what anyone's got to say about Pierce. Josh Reynolds is vomit. So is Hodkinson. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, if if you said to me you've got to pick one of these three, yeah. I'd pick Pierce. How bad's I'd pick Pierce. I'd pick Pierce as inebriated as he was on the Australia <laughs> Day over those. And I'd, give him, I'd pick give him a jersey. I'd pick Joey off that airport floor. Yeah, bring him out of time. I'd pick Grant Hackett off the airport floor. And again, well, like you just got to look on the weekend. Adam Reynolds, I know he's in a beaten side, but he had no way to show his wares. Aiden Caesar didn't have a good day. Austin's injured. Every one of our halves, just it's not looking good. And then you go through the Queensland setup right now. Morgan, Milford, Norman, we're just absolutely getting shot on from a height greater yeah. than Gordon. And even Cronk struggling, kicks a winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Like, he's playing bad. He still wins Melbourne again. That's yeah. that's how far behind we are in that state. But they're going to pick Cronk. Yeah, they will. Excellent. Yeah. Hopefully his form continues. Remember, but remember, JT used to do this. But how, how he did, and then he come into Origin and then he boom. Your mob. Nate Miles and Birdie, they play like crap for you blokes, and that's then they right. go to Origin and they play well. Correct. So, yeah, it, it absolutely kills us. I think they can, but that's the biggest thing. If Guerra, Cordner both go out and they're left, I haven't looked at their draw during that period, but they'd really need Rory Hargraves, Pierce, if they're left alone, to step up and get them some wins. But uh, I think their draw is massive. If they can get to about seven or eight wins, and then on the run home after Origin... It, well, how many games have they lost? They've lost six. They've, so they they've won one. They can only afford to lose six more, really. Yeah, that's basically... They've lost half their games, yeah. and it's round seven. They've got to win two out of every three, basically, now. Yeah. On the run home, so things are getting hard. Uh, fake Mark Cosgrove, at Stuart Maurice. I hope it's fake. That's no, not a question. Mark he says, Cosgrove. Jake Friend tackles player attempting a quick tap. No action. Friend takes quick tap. Rooster score. Friend should be in the bin. This yeah, is I, know, I know the one he's talking about. Yeah, I'm just, right. con- I'm just confused because this is five hours ago. Yeah, but it was on the back of our... It is a question. He yeah. just hasn't put a cue in front of it. Yeah. Come oh, on, to be honest, it's oh, a front row coming out. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I know the I know the instance he's talking about. So your thoughts then? Because I can't remember. Yeah, I agree that. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, professional fouls going on in the game that aren't being penalised, and you know, it's frustrating. And we said this in the early rounds; they've got to set a precedent early. They haven't, and so the ship sailed. I got same one, as the trip, same yeah. as you know. I got one earlier, holding the, down Andrew Wales about the penalty try, and I said, as biased as it's going to sound, but it shouldn't be because it was Melbourne. There's been three this year, and none have been given. So going off the precedent they've set, no one's willing to give a penalty try. But, yeah, put, but you also have bit. to have no doubt in your mind that he would have got it down. And I'm not exactly sure he would have. Well, they set off the and bounce. I'm unbiased. 
they set off the bounce that they reckon. But I think for the Tigers, it's it's forget the truth. It was better for the player to go off. If I'm a coach, yeah, but he, they could I'd, have got I'd almost ra- I know that. I'd, I'd almost rather. That's the thing. But, yeah, but if you're saying to me I can have one or the other, I'd rather bloke. But in who was it in the other game? I think Guerra got away with. There's a couple of them this year, and like I said, there's been a pre. As long as the precedent's consistent, as much as you don't agree with it, that's the only thing. But mind you, Melbourne did such a good job in that 10 minute period to chew time off a clock. Oh, big time! They, they did an absolutely oh, big time. Oh, big time! They did an outstanding job. Uh, Matt Swinburne. Can the Roosters and Rabos turn it around? No. Well, no. Nah. I think the Roosters might be able to do the Rabbitohs. I'm very happy to put a pen through at this point in time. They just look like they've got no effort. First coach sacked. Taylor, Maguire, Barrett, McGregor, or Brown. Well, Brown's not getting sacked. We've talked about this a million times before. That's just ridiculous because he's got a horrible side and he's doing a rebuild. I'll give it to you straight. Uh, Barrett's not getting fired. Taylor. McGregor is bad as they're going. They've given him a three-year deal. He's only first year into it. Well, they won. And Maguire... If anything, that'd be stupid of South. I think if anything, I've said this before, if I'm Maguire, I'm looking to get out. If things are as toxic as they are, I'd find a new club. So yeah. that, that one's easy. Jason Taylor. Well, Taylor's waiting, waiting to be sacked, yeah, basically. He's absolutely cut a rug up in his time the Tigers. He's, he should be doing the Matty Elliott's press conferences, hanging the tie. Yeah, basically. He's ready to walk. Uh, Sean O'Brien, Caesar would prefer Adam Reynolds before Caesar. Yeah. Well, Christ, you, you, you're picking winners right here. I'd rather both. I'd rather either of them. I'd rather either team. of them than what we've got. Yeah. We're not in a great situation, full stop, Shawnee, so it's not good times. Yeah. Right. It's not good times at all. So and That's another thing. For the next few weeks, can we just not talk about Origin Harvest until it gets closer? I said that last week. Can we watch a few rounds and get close to it and hopefully see someone take some form? It's right. killing me watching these Queenslanders play well. Gherkins, really? Yeah, well... Yeah. Adam Stevenson. Adam Stevenson. Yep, sports science brother, apparently. I thought I'd try anything. It was Carl's blood. Yeah. yeah, same as the Broncos fingering their mouths with peppermint oil helps you breathe better apparently on the weekend. Yeah. So that's uh, another bit of a random one. Uh, who have we got? Who have we got? Nathan Madden is Milford the best six in the game already. No, I, I, no. I think his moments of brilliance you get caught in, but I think the overall game wasn't Jonathan Thurston a six. No, nah, he played seven. What's the difference? But if we're going to go between sixes... Tell me the difference. I still would say Morgan right now has got a better resume consistency. He's not the best. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a difference between a six and a seven. I, I think Thurston's clearly the best half. Behind him, but I'd have Milford and, and uh, Morgan. I think Morgan's ahead consistently. I think he's, his moments of brilliant stand out again. But this is like the Tallis argument about getting drawn into Dave Taylor like he tricks you. Who, Milford? No. Milford doesn't trick you. No, I don't need to trick you. But what he's put together so far compared to Morgan, I think Morgan's got a better track record right now. And even probably uh, the two sides they're playing in, the individual moments are absolutely outstanding. But I think Morgan's not getting anywhere near as much credit as he is. Morgan's been outstanding. I think they're both on a level, just pretty the same close. level, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't split them. <clears throat> well, we had a, a squill there, and we've got a heap more questions here on Facebook. Where? Absolutely massive. Chris Cohen. Each club's off-season buyers have had time to fit in and show what they can add. Who has made the biggest impact? So many have been average. Tapau, Walker, Miles, Luke. It's Scott and Forward for me. Foran. It was definitely had an impact on that side. Foran. There's no doubt about it. I'd, I would have said Caesar if he could have stayed healthy. In round one, I was like, wow, it's make a huge difference, but it's hard to judge. Um, I think Whitehead's been pretty good. Foran. But yeah. Easily for me. Foran's the one. The manly guys, I probably agree. All of them have kind of. Mud a little bit. I have to give Walker credit though. I think he's persisted. Tell you what, I think Peter Hickey has been good for Penrith. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, been good. Slid under the radar, but he's nowhere, nothing on for him. But yeah, there's a lot of other guys you could say. James Roberts hasn't got necessarily a lot of ball, but he's playing on a much better side now, so he's not the focal point. So you no. can't blame well, him. For even that. Ash Taylor. If you're looking at, per, at that's a great team, 
Well, he, like, he is the focal had, point, that, isn't the, he? The effect he's had yeah. on the team, yeah. He is the focal point, so... Yeah, he's probably the one really there when I was trying to dig around. Foran's the big money one that's definitely done his job, but I think if you want to talk well, about... Well, he was a, he's a lock, Foran. He was always going to be a lock. Yeah, but you want, you want to talk about one, you've just hit the nail on the head. I reckon Ash Taylor week to week, bar probably last week, and maybe round one, mm. uh, he's been massive. Yeah. Considering the side he's playing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here we got here. There's a few blokes arguing about the fullback. Who gets the fullback spot for the Warriors? Well, Lola here. And then under it's Durr, Lola here. So. Yeah. Good times. That's from Patrick Rout. Um, I think they persist with that. Uh, one thing I'll call for, though, and I don't know if you would agree, they've put Lulawai in over Robson. I agree with that 100%. If that struggles, though, I have no shame, given their circumstance, putting in the kid, Hingana. I've watched him play. I'm a yeah, big fan. Yeah. He's played cup for a whole year. I watched him again this year. He controls the game very well. What the hell did they buy Robson then? Why are playing? Ridiculous. We said that about that outside backs when they bought Wright and Ashford. There's some spots they're loaded with their own well, juice. Ashford's playing, so... Yeah, but they, they're so loaded. Hurrell can't get his shit together. They're loaded in some positions and they just refuse to play their own players. Yeah. It's, it's confusing. Move on. Lola here, easily. Yep. Dan Gerritsen, why can't Ricky Shook get a Raiders side full of talent to work? Why can't he fix their right edge defence? Well, mate, let me tell you, they work on that defence all the time, but it's up to the players. They stand flat every single time. Who's on the right it. edge? The right edge is Croker from memory. Hmm. I thought on the week I well I thought on the weekend that the Raiders were sliding while the ball was on their inside. The whole the whole side was. I think it's a systematic problem. Uh I don't think I think um, from memory I think Croker's uh, on the left hand side he's on the left but I was about to say I think it's I've got to disagree with you I think it's the other side of the field well I think both sides you never slide while the ball's on your inside and you don't slide on your trial line for as much respect as I got for a bloke by the name of Wayne Bennett when he come out and said he's an Australian and rep centre he's absolutely kidding himself the bloke's had five been in grade for about eight years now and he still hasn't learned how to defend as a centre who's this? Jared Croker uh, yeah I thought he got let down a lot by Edric Lee on the weekend no, well he uh, makes but the first he, call. he also no but if it's it's a difference between being Croker's outside shoulder and Lee's inside shoulder well, a very Lee obvious... should always always address his inside Croker's outside shoulder is always his second motive you know like I'd that's getting technical, but I think Edric Lee is playing disgusting. His oh, defence is terrible. Jared Croker. Jared Croker. Defensively. I think systematically they've just got their defence wrong, Canberra. Yeah, after eight years, I'm not going to give him... Sliding and turning your hips out while the ball's on your inside is just a cardinal sin. You and can't he, do it. He and they're did, doing it all the time. He did my absolute pet hate too. They're on their line and he went sideways as well. I just said that. They're sliding on their line. You've got to get off your line. When you're defending your trial line, you've got to get up. Both their edges need to work on their defence. And they've got massively awkward spacings between their back row and their half. That's coaching. That comes back to coaching. So I I don't know. I I don't know who the defensive coach is, and I don't know what Ricky's take on it is. But if he's still playing an up and out, like an up and slide, you know, the game's gone past that, I think. Yeah. Chris Crow, do you think if Lyon wanted to play Orange, he'd be worth a pick? No. No, I think I've I've chucked this out a few times. He's massively overrated. Oh, well, you got Everyone Ferguson, gives, you got Roberts, you got him Jennings. So much love all these years, and oh, we're missing out picking him. I think no, it's two years too late. We should have picked him if you wanted to play. Years. It was two or three years, two or three years ago. I think, mate, I reckon, but the, probably the last good year he had was the first year we did the podcast. That was twenty thirteen. Whatever, I'm just That's saying, he's well past his best. At least yeah. two years past his best. Yeah, no way I'd go near line. No way. Uh, Johnny Juice, Mill for the best, worst, Moses. All right, no questions there. Adam Bain, what's the deal with Wally Lewis' nephew? Is he any good? 
anyone is better than Brain Snap Reynolds. Well, he's, he's a baby. Yeah, he's um, he goes all right in the 20s, but that's what he is right now. He's a 20s player, and he was only 18 last year. So they've signed him on a two-and-a-half-year deal. You're not going to see the fruits of that labour uh, for a while. Sorry, Adam. But he looks good. Got potential, definitely needs to fill out. Dinos Daniel, question. As a season tick holder who loves Golden Point, I ask why get rid of it. It works. No more boring draws, just an exciting ending. Edge of your seat. Stuff. I had, an, I had an interesting conversation today with um, uh, someone at the Panthers about uh, ideas on Golden Point. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, you know my theory, and I think we should go to four points. Four for, a, four for a win, three for a Golden Point win, two for a draw, one for a Golden Point loss, and zero for a normal loss. That's just me. Um, but some of the conversations around how to improve Golden Point were fascinating today. I'm not going to share them, nah. obviously, because I don't want to... Mine, mine I've I'm already... not going to share the thoughts of other people, but I found them very interesting, and if the NRL were to try them... Um, so I don't know whether the NRL sent something out and asked for opinions on how to improve it or how to fix it, but yeah, it was interesting, sitting down with people that are at the coalface of it. Um, and their, their argument is the same as the fans. They think it's good. They want to keep it. Well, they've said it. They all say it. We're in the entertainment business. It attracts people. It's good. But badge. they just think it needs to become a 50-50 contest. You can't just be so subjective I'd, on the toss or on yeah, one error. Or, but I make it simple. You play the whole 10 minutes, a field goal doesn't end it. If you score a try, it's game over instead. Yeah. You should be rewarded for trying to attack. Yeah. If you want to play that 10 minutes, I've got no problem with it. But a field, it shouldn't turn into a shootout. If you yeah. kick a field goal, the 10 minutes, it still goes. If you kick three field goals, two, good on you. But if you score a try, done. Yeah. If you if you can score a try, it's game over. That's that's the simple little change. I think you would see teams have a crack when they get inside the half instead of setting up for a field goal. I'm old school. I, yeah. Or just give the draw, one of the two. But that 10 minutes, I have a problem with because it it's a shootout. I enjoy it too. But somebody gets shivved for putting all that effort in. I think if you set a field goal, doesn't end it, and if you score... They might throw a little more caution to the wind. I also think if if they know that they're going to get at least a point, or you know, yeah, straight up walk away with something, straight up draw or full ten and a try ends it. Andrew Wales, a GF from Melbourne, no way. SCG is way too small. The only alternative is Lang Park. Well, the only difference is five thousand seats. So, if you're a traditionalist and you want it to stay in Sydney, I think the only why wouldn't they display it at Allianz? If, and, and to just develop one even, and even develop smaller. the other. It's 30,000 seats. So now Allianz? Yeah. Allianz is like almost 50. I don't know about that. Well, it is. It's 48, up. I think. Look it up. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just build, rebuild ANZ in one stage, and then when that's done, just go and rebuild Allianz. Just do them in two different state, in phases. I don't know. That's just me. Well, I've got no problem there, CG. We went and saw the Anzac centenary test there in 2008. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So I'd be happy with that. But I'm with when Wayne Bennett came out and basically said that it should stay in Sydney. I, I'd still travel up to Queensland because that's what we do. We go to the grand final every year. Yeah. But, yeah, if it's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's always... Allianz is 45,500. 45,500. Christ, I've never filled the thing up for a while, though. They haven't floated... Well, no one's really mentioned Allianz. I don't know why. I know it used to be played there. Is, like, it because like there is it because it has to be revamped and they don't think you could cater for the situation? Know. Well, yeah, it's going to get revamped, but they're, they're saying it's going to be in state. Yeah, so that, I don't know why... Is that the reason why, mainly, though? Because they probably don't think I it's... don't even think they've thought about it, to be honest. I think we've just jumped the gun now that the stadium deal's done and we're thinking about the next point. Well, it's still three years away. Yeah. So they've got a bit of time to think about it, but no way it's going to Melbourne. If you want to give no yourself a triple... World. Sure, there's monetary benefits, but there's no way you'd sell your game to the AFL territory. That'd be the biggest uppercut to you know the tradition of it being here, or at least Brisbane, which is you know a massive perk of rugby league. 
Uh, Graham Wright, why can't money be spent on the suburban ground? Surely Cronulla, Manly, St. George, etc. Uh, should play in their home areas. Otherwise, they're not Cronulla, Manly. But what are you doing? You're improving stadiums that are below par, and they're just you're going to spend. What are you going to spend for what, what 10, ten or fifteen million? And then in ten years' time, you're going to have to spend another ten or fifteen million. Yeah. And you're going to get to a point where the game's going to outgrow these suburban grounds. I, I, I don't know. Look, Cronulla's different because it's uh, Cronulla's privately owned. It's different. It's not a council ground. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, Cronulla can do whatever they want to that stadium, as long as they're paying for it, basically. Mm. Um, look, Manly's just got a grant. Brookvale's just got a grant mm. to be upgraded. And the St. Um, George situation. St. George, they're playing in three different stadiums yeah. anyway. And I don't agree with so, that. Anyway, they've, just had, they've just had Wynn Stadium rebuilt or had yeah. a brand new... Uh, two brand new grandstands put down at Wynn yeah. Stadium. Look, and, I, I just, and I look at that and just go, it's a waste of money. It is a waste of money. And because in the end, in 10 years' time, they're probably not going to be playing there. And that one's a merger too, so you have to satisfy both. And I listened to the Tigers talk about this today with Aaron Woods, and he said that he reckons it's unfair that they have to split it between both grounds and Allianz, and that it still brings that merger factor in, and that we're Balmain and we're West, and they should just go to ANZ. And I think commercially for a lot of clubs, that's got a massive benefit as well. So yeah, I'm but I also think the Tigers players would love just to have one base. That's, they, that's what they're saying, and play one at each ground during the year, much like Canterbury do with uh, Belmont. So. But then again, and the, okay, and then that, that highlights my argument. Why the hell would you spend money on a stadium you're going to use once? Exactly. But there's a couple of those grounds. And make those, as uh, as a lot of people have been saying, like boutique stadiums. Mm. Belmore, thing... Belmore hasn't, there's been no work done in Belmore in 10 years, and I've, I've been there and you've been there. To call lower grade games or watch no, junior rep games, they've set it up for their training base. Yeah, I get that, but they haven't spent any money on it in terms of, of uh, no, luxury or the seating of no. yeah. And people still go there to watch it. Yeah, and you so, wouldn't you wouldn't want to spend money because it's absolutely awful to get to. Look for us. I mean, the more games that are played out at ANZ Stadium as members, the better because mm. we get in to see all of them. But it just it's just nice to know that most teams in Western Sydney are going to play out Allianz. Yeah. But you can't spend... Uh, sorry, a- there's, too, there's too many of these grounds for everyone to get a slice of the fight. Let's put it that way. Well, and there it's is. Just a waste, it's ridiculous. It's a waste You're spreading of your money too thin. Yeah, it's a waste of money. Uh, James Douglas, what are your thoughts on the crush or tackle penalties at the moment? I feel they're getting out of hand need to be looked at. Things like merit admitting to milking a penalty from Matt Scott and the likes. Well, we spoke about it before. I've got a big problem with people basically frauding neck injuries. It's... It's very. I, I've got a problem with the second movement. I think in crusher tackles, a lot of them, there's no second movement. I have a problem when a player makes that second compressing yeah, movement. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, let them go. But some of the ones because a, a lot player, of it is a player backs into the line when they go. Yeah, and he works his way and they land flat on him. He still milks it. Like I said, Rankin winked at the physio on the weekend and laughed. But like it's not. Yeah, it's having an impact on. It's games. something you shouldn't be frauding. It's not a good. No, thing. but they will while that, whatever that's a penalty. Yeah. Well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Simon Green, after seeing Reynolds spray leash, I just wondering if you guys were ever on the end of a big spray, and if so, what happened? Also, should Coruscant play six when Cherry Evans comes back from injury? Well, oh, we've all got some sprays. Uh, can't really think of a big one, to be honest. I've given a few as a coach. Mm. A few big sprays. I've given um, some pre-game blow-ups, but... Yeah, but it's not really a spray. But it's still a blow-up. No, not, but no, at no one. It's just sort of a hype-up speech. I, I mean, in terms of tearing someone a new one. Yeah. Come to come follow me around school. Happens once a day. Someone yeah. gets torn on. Getting a big spray. No, not really. I can't really think of one. The late great Steve Waddell gave out a few absolutely uh, outstanding halftime tear ups, kicking drink bottles and throwing things and going off his brain. It was great. Yeah, I honestly never. No, nah, that not, might be a problem. Not a good one. Not directed. Absolute cracker. So, uh, and Corus out of play six. No. I think they're going to persist with Walker. 
I think he's been very, very good there. He runs the football, but I think Walker's starting to... I think his kicking game's actually a lot better as well. I know they've been really, really good together, but... Yeah, the linchpin for that side is Cherry, Cherry Evans yeah. controlling it and playing both sides of the field. He, he still hasn't adjusted to that, yeah. so whatever he hasn't, I think they're going to be a fringe eight team. And I get where you're coming from, Simon, because it's awkward now because Parcells played well at nine, so it's a bit of an awkward Parcell, spot. But Parcells was at nine before Coruscant came into the halves. Yeah, but I'm saying it's an awkward situation when you have all your pieces Not back. Not really. Coruscant, wanna... catcher. If, if you want to push, though, for have all of them in your side, basically he ends back up on the bench. Yeah, and he's Unless playing Walker starts playing minutes. bad, but again, you basically just move into the centres if you want to. Yeah. Man, I'll get injured at some stage. That's always a good Of course he will. So if that came around, I'm sure that's a way they can get everyone in there. Uh, Hugh Law's question, how do you feel the new rule changes have changed the game, interchange, sped up rules? Do you think they've led to uh, a more exciting game? 90% of games have combined 30 points in a game, a big change from the low score and high defence of the last several years. Yeah, I love it. I think the rules have been uh, great. I think it's sped the game up, more fatigue, everything that everyone uh, has already said. Yeah, I still think things have crept in again the last few weeks, as they do. They start off, you know, really well, I fast. Thought, and, I thought Thursday's game. And heavy, we're going to get to it. But. Yeah, heavy on the ruck, but, yeah, I, I think the refs are starting to do what they usually do. They've switched off a little bit. Yeah. Adam Pointer, with the bunker now in place, do you think the refs should be making a decision on the field before referring? No. Uh, that step made sense back in the video ref days. With the bunker now, the only thing that seems to stop a try being awarded is a no-try call by the ref on the yeah, field. Yeah, I don't agree with it. I think they should just be looking at it. Goes to the bunker. They make the decision. There's three blokes in there. They should just be looking at everything. They're starting to intervene on little calls again, but I've got a problem because, again, they're only doing it on a few things. Yeah. They should be on top of it with three blokes watching. Yeah. Um, if they're going to get involved, get involved constantly. Matt Timbrell, how come tripping isn't a professional foul and punished by should be. We've should said it be. 100 yeah. times, yeah. We're should over be. it as well, champion. If your boys were Todd Greenberg for a day, what would you change in the game? Well, we spoke about this, Daniel Friend. Uh, I think the big thing we wanted, the Param- Parramatta situation sorted. Yeah. But um, I, I said to you at dinner tonight, he's done. He hasn't come out and done anything really. No, nah, and I think the other one that we've all brought up, or I think we've we've done, we've said a couple of things. He's been asked this a few times. The big one for me now would be more clarity on the structuring and the way that third parties uh, submitted. They should be there should be something around there, some guidelines or some kind of system where they have to report to the NRL. Yeah, I agree. Because at the moment, it's basically a box and dice. And I think, like I said to you, I don't think Parramatta are dumb. I think they're just something. That's a little dirty thing that you can basically do in the dark unless no, you get busted. I, 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 I generally, I think they're done. stupid enough to find themselves getting caught, but they know what they're doing. That's what I'm getting. At. I'd also, if I'm Greenberg, I revamp the judiciary system. Oh, we've seen again, Sam McKendry has been charged for touching a referee, whereas we've seen probably three or four be let go over the last few weeks. They pull them out of their ass. I don't know where where and how they justify it. Um, I think that's something that's got to be cleared up. And then just the bunker, clear up the bunker, the process. The try, no try stuff. I think there's a lot of little things that he could tidy up right now and come out on the front foot and, and you know make it make a stand. Yeah, put a stamp on the job. Ben Kirker, Matt Mullins try a callback for a forward pass in the 71st minute. Forward or not? I didn't think it was. I did. No, I didn't. And I, I think the player stepped back. He obviously didn't help forward. himself because he did what Sandow used to do back on the day where he stepped away. But I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I thought. Yeah, was, I get I where you're coming flat. from. But even when I looked at it a few times, I think it just. I don't think forward. it impacted the game anyway. No. And the other one before, I heard someone on, on maybe not here on Twitter was whinging about the double obstruction that Matt Moylan ran. If you don't think that's an obstruction... No, that was the biggest obstruction I've ever seen. And, and first and foremost, he caught the ball on his inside shoulder. Yeah. Inside two shoulders. So it's, a, it's a, basically a double shepherd. Yeah, you want to double that one up, smash your head on the table. Yeah. Christ, when I read that, I thought, you are kidding. You can't just be running double decoys and finding your no. way through. Well, it's... I don't think... It wasn't meant to be a double decoy. The no. pass went out the back, I think, um, I think from Wallace. Ran, Wallace ran, ran the wrong line. 
No, I think they were in the right line. I just don't think they expected the ball to go at the back. It, it was just poorly executed. Mm. Nicholas Brett, in relation to Vossi's frustration during the telecast on Thursday, how come we don't get to see the same footage that the bunker looks at when determining a try? Well, we should. Yeah, well, that's what they paid all the money for, so... Well... Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know. Leave that one to the powers that be, champion. Got no idea. Wish we could see it, though. Troy Schroeder, what's wrong with the Raiders? Why are we so mentally weak? Or is it because we are just used to losing, can't shake off the losing culture we've had for the last 20 years? I don't think they're mentally weak. I don't think they've got a losing culture either. Yeah, they're, they they're, found a... they're defending very poorly. In my eyes, I remember growing up, they found a way into the eight every year when they said they were going to get the spoon when they used to have, like, Shafosky, Croker, yeah. all those guys for a long time, so... I think they've always punched well above. They've basically been we tagged with a spoon every I'd year. I'd love to know who their defensive coach is. Yeah, I'd love to know who does that as well. I'm not too sure about the coaching setup around Ricky Stewart uh, at this point in time. But I just think, yeah, and their discipline, um, they, they get frustrated easily. They blow. The biggest thing, I said it before, they just blow leads, though. They, they're a bit like the Tigers used to be. They can find a way to put 12, 18 points on really quick, defend. and then they just get bored. Yeah. And they go, not just defence, they go away from their own attacking setup too. Mm. They get silly. They can't uh, persist for 80 minutes. Sandy, Sandy Hunter, one of our favourites. Question, where do you think the GF should be held while the state's been upgraded? Well, we've said this one. Uh, I think SCG for me, keep it in Sydney. But if not, Suncorp's the next choice. Definitely not Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm happy with anywhere in Sydney. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Sean McCon, sorry if I've uh, pronounced that wrong. Question, Moses Brooks, which one do you keep at West for 2017? Do they even try to keep both due to form and dollars required? I wouldn't keep either. Well, I think but, I mean, they've got to keep one, really, don't they? But well, for 700k... They're going to try and keep both, I think, because who else is going to want to go there? They're talking about Greeny wanting to go there from Melbourne. Yeah, but... But they're going to have to pay him as well, so... Their, their, their form does not warrant 500k. No, no but who they're they, on 550 at the who moment. Who are they going to get, though? That's the thing. I know that. This I'm, not going to, I'm not bowing down to them and giving them 700. No, no way. And that's why we've talked about the halves market as much as it's just wrong. But I think the Tigers would almost be hoping that they, their form does struggle. But I'll throw and this they're forced to there. sign an unders deal. Anyone out there that's heard about the Norman thing knocking back apparently 600 a year, if you think that he's wrong to do that when you're hearing him buy is getting eight, or these guys, Moses and Brooks, are pushing for seven, you give yourself a triple. No. Norman, Norman's a one-man Out of that scale almost. is the guy that should be asking for about eight. If those guys are pushing that market, he's the better one. I'd him. pay Moylan a million. Moylan? Oh, sorry, I'd pay Norman, Norman a million. Yeah. And I think, again... Uh, I would. Foran's pushing them, basically Because saying, I, I still don't think Norman's hit his peak. No, neither do I, but he's getting better. Uh, David Boyle, should Barrett be concerned about his job? No. No way. He started a new club. They're rebuilding. Yeah. $10 million players not on the field He'll get two, time. maybe three years. He'll get at least until the end of next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't be concerned about that. And, that, and honestly, given and the circumstances... supporting him, he'll get three years. Yeah, given the circumstances as well, I think they've been all right. They've been tough. Had an absolute crap load of injuries. Yeah, they've been tough, though. Yeah, they have been. So I don't know anyone's yeah. being on that drum yet. Will Marchington, question, what is the NRL doing about its NRL-owned teams? Because if nothing is done, they'll continue to struggle and attract better player is, uh, players and administrators, not to mention occupy the bottom third of the ladder for the foreseeable future. Well, it's not their job to bring these clubs back onto their own feet. No, these clubs... Basically, the only reason they survive is because the NRL owns them. Yeah, but so if anything... If not, they'd be gone. Yeah, simple. That's so the one I thing think I it's, the responsibility is on the clubs to rebuild themselves. Yeah. They're only getting financial support basically to stay on their feet. People bash the NRL and their teams doing poorly, but that's the simple underlying fact I think we're all forgetting here. The NRL's NRL. not there. Those clubs aren't there. Titans yeah. had a bloke in Michael Searle that was just running his own little race up there and things were a little bit dodgy. Tigers have got one end that has money 
yeah. and the other side's not contributing, and the Knights, even though they got a bank guarantee from Nathan Tinkler, um, their situation, they won, really. I know they got shivved in the end, but they, they, did. they, they didn't have a stadium yeah, before that. They won. On the flip, though, and I'll say it again, their biggest problems themselves. They've got Newcastle people and all the key positions. This whole thing I've said before, the Newcastle way, uh, that's not the NRL's problem. These clubs are, just should just be happy that they're... Tell you what, if the NRL right. wanted to do it, they should just do it behind the curtains. Here you go, here's a couple of mil mm. on the side. No one knows about it because what's going to happen if they prop them up and give them a little bit more money, then all the other teams are going to be saying, "Well, where's ours? We're we're mm. we're uh, running our you know our yeah, business effectively doing it the right way, you know, and and we're not getting any reward for it yet. This this lot basically become realistically will financially I mean, you know unviable, yeah, and they're getting rewarded for it basically. Realistically, will I think the real model is the kind of South model again. You try to get somebody in. It's financially viable and can float it on itself. Melbourne got a conglomerate to come in and obviously buy that, even though it was losing money. The Newcastle thing, I know, didn't work out, but you look at a few of the clubs that are privately owned, they're not doing so bad. That's realistically where I'm sure the NRL would like to get to, but these places need to be propped up for a little bit first and made somewhat attractive and somewhat stable before someone's probably willing to even have a look. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. The corporate um, attractiveness does come through winning. So he's got a point. I get it. Yeah, 100%. William Robinson, if the NRL need to move the grand final away, yeah, we've gone over this one. SCG, if for me, Brock, you happy with that or Suncorp? Uh, Allianz, ANZ, or SCG, I'm happy with any of them. Nigel Huntley, question, who is Mitchell Moses kidding now? He can't be worth half as much as he wants and misses a field goal from there. He's lucky the NRL has a shortage of halves. Well, basically what we're saying, yeah, mate. I said it three weeks ago. Halves, I, no. halves are allowed to put the gun on teams at the moment. That's just, you know, the price is ridiculous. He also has, do you kind of hope the Broncos and Cowboys are trying to one-up each other? I kind of get that sense. Definitely the two best teams, mate. There's those two in daylight yep. at this point in time. Grant Levy, where do you guys see a healthy Penrith side finishing up? Oh, I think they could finish in the top four. I think from the start of the year um, and the fact they've lost a couple of games, I think that'd be a long kind of ask now and still having injuries, but I'm with you. If they were 100% healthy and things glued, there's definitely potential there. Well, they beat Parramatta. Who, and they beat Brisbane. Who I think, are, yeah, obviously, but yeah, I think... Their two wins are against two Parramatta sides. Parramatta the yeah, they're floating around up there and I think they're one of the better performing I sides. took more out of the Penrith win, though, because the power one, I'm not saying it was a fluke, but it was a kick in the 80th minute. The Brisbane game, they literally... Yeah, I don't think Brisbane were much good in that game, but... Oh, still, good yeah. win. And they took the Cowboys... But we're, we're arguing, they're both top four sides that they've beaten, and they've lost if every s- other game in the last five, so... Segarra comes back, pulls his finger out, doesn't fight with coaches and renegotiates a contract and he's happy. If Dean Fire comes back in, I think a lot of people forgetting he's not there right now. Mm. I'm certainly realising he's not there because I reckon he's a gun. Yeah. Um, Cartwright plays well, Merrin. Mind you, I thought Wanga Blake, that was almost his best game. Yeah, it was his best game. Night. And that's his highlight there. Big Wanga Blake in the clear, starting to get rid of those silly errors and shows. Tell you what, I walked past him today. He's, he's He is fit. Yeah. And I said when a lot of people were laying the boot in it was sad because I watched him come through 20s and then watched him play cup the year after he killed both he grades time. he looked ready but yeah he's starting to look a bit more like a first grader and your favourite cousin Gary the Newcastle supporter how you going champ 53 zip good times oh, they're going to make the 8 for sure question is this the Sharks year and even cousin Kyle's on here going woohoo you know it no it's not where the Sharks year no, all I've commented on it. I think they can win. They can't win a high-scoring game against Brisbane or the Cowboys. Can they win a grinding game? I think they can. Um, but the key is going to be to dragging them into the grind. 
basically. And, I think um, their attack, their attack's improving. The big thing, and we said this before, I think they've got and injuries. They've got the halves now to be a top four side. I think their forward pack is getting a bit old, isn't it? Well, that's the big thing this year about why they're pushing for Gillette and a few of those other guys. Robbie Rocco, they're trying to flip a few of them. A year too late. I think this is their last chance, really. Depending on who they get, because I think Ennis, Pinton, Tagatizi, Gallon, I reckon Ennis. all all three of them. Ennis is going to get his extra year. He's going to yeah, get yeah, but he's he's not playing. He's not going to be playing better footy next year. He's he's not playing as well as last uh, this year as he was last year. Well, he's second in the and Valley I certainly games. don't think. Yeah, well, I think he had an outstanding year last year. Uh, I don't think he's been up to uh, his form of last year yet, uh, and I can't see his, his form's not going to peak. We're not going to get better on it. Cousin Kyle, we lost to the Cowboys early on. Yeah, that's not rocket science. That was round one. So. Round one. Yeah, round one, we're not reading much into early it. Doors. Neither of them had found form. That's why it was a close game. But if you're telling me they're playing right now, uh, yeah, you towed the Raiders up on the weekend, but the Raiders are not going to crash hot and have a couple of injuries. just beat the Titans. Yeah, and then you flip things and say, if you play right now, Sharks versus Cowboys back up there, or at your mob, I still think Cowboys win right now. Yeah, well, it's an interesting game this weekend, Penrith. Um, who are going quite well? They've beaten a couple of top four top, uh, top four sides. So mm. um, at the prison, I so think we, we, we both had Sharks top four. I think there. Yeah, yeah, and I think they will finish top four. If they would, I just think the top two are streaks ahead. I'll put it you this way: if they were to finish in, we're the talking top, about winning the comp, not finishing top four. Yeah, exactly. But if they were to finish top four and somehow Jagger win week one uh, against one of those sides away, which would be in Queensland, if they got to play a prelim final at the prison. Well, it won't be. It'll be in Allianz. Yeah, they'd take it away, would they? Yeah. I still hate that rule, though. Well, there you go. Let me see it. And we're done, as far as well, all the questions. remember a few years ago, Melbourne played a preliminary against Cronulla at Allianz. Oh, I couldn't even bloody remember. I think that was the my... Cameron Smith... That was my graduation. I didn't out, get to watch that game. The year Smith choked out Thido. I didn't get to watch that game, unfortunately. I got to see the week before. Which is good. I was drunk at my graduation. Good times. Oh, Year 12. I went to the game. Memories. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all your questions on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you. We had absolutely... Fast five. It's not a fast five. Sam Taylor's got one here. Are the Roosters, Rabbits, Cook... Oh, we already got done that one. I'd say the Roosters are very slim chances, Rabbits, gone. Thanks, champ. Fast five. Not so fast, but it's done. Reviews of the games from the weekend. Thursday, Eels Manly, 22-10. I thought this was a very tough game, Boxhead. A 70-minute grind. I thought Manly dragged it into the... Shit fight. They did the right uh, thing. Given they, they did. Had a lot I of players. Yeah. The referees were horrendous in this game. They allowed it to go to crap. Uh, I thought every ruck basically that Parramatta had, Manly had their hand on the ball, or they wouldn't release when they've been called held. They played it perfectly uh, and almost got away with it. They were probably the better side for the first seventy, or they got the better of the first seventy. I thought Big Parramatta ask. tough, tough, tough yeah. hung in, and when the game got loose at the end. Uh, they managed to free up and score some points. But it was a good game to watch. Manly, again, though, I'm impressed. Lost a couple of forwards again. Yeah. Tafua busted his shoulder bone. No parcel. Still missing Cherry Evans. Like they've, to me, I've been really impressed. After week one and two, where you're looking and you're going, what are they doing? Uh, they've really showed some resilience the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have. Um, Parramatta, there was a 70-minute grind. They were both off the short, short turnaround, but they blew it up. They blew it up in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, someone had to fold. Side of a good side. Yeah, someone had to fold. Jennings, double in his 200th. That's the third person this year who's got a double in their 200th game. Well, the combination between him that's, and Norman uh, is starting to ignite. Yeah. And they gave Gutherson, I think, man of the match. My best of the game is uh, Corey Norman. And it's not into the ball playing, which has come in early on. He was just a runner. Uh, I think the kicking game. Kicking game's come a long way. A lot of people asked at the start of the year who was going to be the dominant kicker. I said that I thought Norman would take that role. 
He's doing a fantastic job. Well, I had him as my outsider for the Daly M. I don't know where he sits, but I mm. think he's one of the form players in the comp. Uh, the disallowed try off the obstruction, were you happy with it? Because I wasn't. Look, to the letter of the law, I, I, I thought there was I agree four blokes there. And I, yeah. He ran behind a player, um, did manly play up to it. Yes, they did, but technically they got it right. And quick- subjectively. But this, this is my problem. It hasn't been black and white. So there's no consistency in it. If it got blown up green, it got blown up red, there would have been an argument either well, way. Problem, and this is our problem because there's no an, consistency. If you knew it was an obstruction, why don't you blow it? He let him score and then he took it back. And he killed the fight. Well, I've got a massive problem. That was my problem with the Maloney trial the week before when when he knocked it on or they didn't rule it to knock it on. I felt as though the referees just thought, well, we'll let him run the length and score because we're going to be able to check it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Not just make the call on the field, yeah, which is rubbish. And the offside try, didn't think it was offside. That's ridiculous. I didn't think it was offside. I thought that was that was a horrendous call, and it's another reason why we should have a parallel line. Yeah, horrible. Well, the Eels, massive test this week, and they got to go play the Cowboys up there. That's game of the round. Uh, Manly, they're away. And they knocked them off earlier in the year. Yeah, well, that's not in Townsville. Good luck. I know that it's going to be a big ass cracker. Look forward to watching it. Manly, they go away to Newcastle. So you think they'll be grabbing a win there? Anzac Day, Uh, Friday, you got the cows. Against South, this one you can sum up very easily. Forty-four to eighteen. That eighteen's not a true reflection. They got a couple of tries off errors. Um, they were dominated. Very simple. Well, I thought for two ten-minute periods they competed. Otherwise, they got murdered. I thought Cowboys scored early, laid the gauntlet. They got one back, and then the Cowboys just kicked it up two or three gears, and South did. Mm. Um, and I said the same thing. I saw the first few weeks. They haven't changed with the game. They haven't adapted. They're weaker when their bench comes on. Sammy Burgess has just been used as a human battering ram because his brothers are not helping him out, and they made about eight errors between the two of them. Um, they were deplorable. They were awful. They were absolutely deplorable. Man. I thought, uh, actually, on a bright note for South fans, Cameron McInnes did a lot of good work out of dummy half. Yeah. The week before, I'd said he I wasn't th- running enough. I think he's been really he good. Ran, he ran a lot in this game. You don't uh, grab four tries from dummy half and show as much sprite, I think. Um, yeah, I think he's been really good. But yeah. Matt Scott. Wow, the the hits to force some of those errors, and they were on Avata as well. He went looking for him. Um, Who for me is a bit of a grub, so I, was, I liked it. You know the one I'm confused about. They gave Tomalolo man of the match this week, and I thought it was one of his quiet games. Uh, I have no I idea agree. how they came with that. I one. agree. Weeks before that, he racked two twenty, uh, two ninety. This against week, Penrith, he was almost two thirty. I was angry the other night. All he did was throw that stupid pass, and he threw a pick off it, and he got me in the match. Yeah, I, I was know. like, "Where are you, where are you coming?" Channel from? Nine's picking it, but and highlight Lachlan Coots tackle, and then working from marker to chase that kick down and cover up the try. Yeah, wow, pay that, pay that man, Granville, Morgan, highlight all of them, absolutely outstanding. They got bloodbath. I say it again, GI took a dive. If you're a South fan, you're offended by that. I don't care. I'll say it again. Joe, I was playing like a busted. Yeah, but he, be he took a dive. And again, if that's, if that's your teammate and your mate as well. Yeah, well, I, we I, said it three years ago. He, Slater was all over him. and oh, you know, the, whole, the whole body of work, the two careers, you can't even compare. No. The fact that people Let's do that. Let's move on because otherwise we'll make people angry. Yeah. Madge McGuire, find a new job. I'd be bailing out. That's toxic. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, there's a lot of things cooking. I, I'd be honest. He might be at the forefront of it. We don't know. Go to the Warriors, Madge. 
get there. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys, like you said, they play the Eels. South Sydney. Who have they got this week? I haven't even written it down. Where? You fool. They got the Broncos. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they do. They go back to back. They're doing the Queensland double. That's Friday night, I think. Hard times. First man. game. Well, they're going to need to turn something around because I tell you what, they will get absolutely shellacked. Won't be this Friday. Uh, Saturday, your mob, nineteen fourteen, Dragons Titans, one hundred and seventy two minute drought over with probably the softest try I've ever seen. Really. Was, the Titans were disgusting. Mm. Uh, I don't know how many tackles they missed. I don't have a look at it right now, but I reckon it'd be over fifty. It was deplorable their defence. Yeah, well, they were. Applied. And I don't think the Dragons were that good. They replied very early on with Parsi to get things even, but um, yeah, probably one of the one things I will give a little bit of credit for on the Dragon side of things, losing Aitken early, I thought Will Matthews did a really good job because they threw a lot of traffic at him, mm. playing in the centres, but he covered up well there. Um, you know, five five law wasn't too bad. Like I said, people said Widdock was back to his, but I'm still not overly impressed by the Dragons. And again, 40 minutes, they grabbed a couple of points, second half they kicked field goal. So they, they went back to doing exactly the same thing in the second half. One outs. No quick ruck speed going sideways. They went straight back away from what works for According them. According to this, the Titans only missed 29 tackles. I reckon, I reckon they missed 29 in some sets. They were disgusting. I didn't take as much... And I thought their effort was just shit. I didn't take as much notice, but Neil Henry's right. They start slow just about every game. Yeah. Um, but they just... It's, that, they, they're the games that annoy me because you, you like, that's the game that's that the one could have been there to win. You know, yeah. and they just... But that's that attitude. Stupid, that's stupid that attitude. mistakes and that's bad defence. That's that attitude of a bottom four side, though. You get up for, like, a Storm or you get yeah. up for a Broncos and then you see that... It's like disappointing. A... They almost had me. After they put yeah. in such a good effort against the Sharks, I thought, well, maybe we can push for a top eight spot this year. But And then you go up there and you, you dish that up. Yeah. Terrible. Well, I'll give a wrap to two blokes. I think losing Pulu was a big loss. Yeah. He, he was... Uh, he was a good player. Well, he was banging him early, I thought. I'll give a rap to two players, and I'll basically give him a rap every week for the Dragons, as bad as they've been. Josh Dugan, outstanding again, and I thought Jack DeBellin. Um, I'll tell you the other one. William Zillman at fullback. Put Mead yeah, back put there, Mead please. Back there. The human... Jesus. The, the very physical. It doesn't get any easier. They, they play an inconsistent dog side, but a very big forward oh, I'm confident against the Bulldogs. So, see what happens there. And the Dragons, they play at the Roosters, the Anzac Clash. That's usually a cracker. Uh, oh, it always is, yeah. Still got a bit of a feeling that you might see Cordner or Rhea Hargraves. I know they haven't named them or even put them on the list, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. The Warriors, 24-20 over the Doggies. Sharp start. We finally got to see Lola here playing the halves. They just look so much more vibrant. Grabbed a couple of quick tries, and then she did the fan when Hard RTS... to follow. Uh, well, as soon as Sheck did his knee, though, a lot of people just completely forgot about that. They were laying the boot in the Warriors. Things just fell apart for a little bit there because they had to put Lola here back. Lula Wise barely played any football for 18 months and came into the halves. So it took them probably, you know, that 20, 25-minute period to sort things out. But going into the half at evens, Will Hopwider, I'll give him a wrap for the try save and then the setup was a 12-point turnaround. Yeah. Um, But second half, they came out. They looked like they had things sorted. Lola here was absolutely outstanding. Best player on the field for mine, but uh, they found a way. Second half to get things sorted. Three quick tries. Can they almost blow a game? Yes, they can. They tried to right at the end there. Their forwards did a very good job trying to throw the game away, but somehow they held on. And I did tip them. I had a bit of a feeling about it, but I'm more impressed under the circumstances because once Sheck went down, I thought, this is this is Warriors written all over it. There's an excuse. There's an excuse to lose. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. They found a way to win. Basically, And the Bulldogs... But again, the Bulldogs could have won. They, they're inconsistent. They're it was a, just an inconsistent game. It was a game that was played in just different flows, and it was just a hard game to follow. I said it before, and I've said it again, Des Hasler, change your attack. 
2012's gone, buddy. Yeah. It um, is, it's gone. And they, they look like they're confused yeah. when they give their halves like any good ball. They have a quick play of the ball. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Imbibe wants to run, and Reynolds literally just drifts across field and tries to turn a bloke inside 30 times until he runs out of space. Yeah. Um, it's deplorable. Absolutely deplorable. Oh. Kill my life, Bulldogs. Kill right, my life. On. Change your attack. They're playing the Titans, as we said. The Warriors, it doesn't get easy. They have to go to Melbourne. I still think they'll fire up for this clash without shit. I have a little bit of... I think it might free them up a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a bit of an inkling, to be honest for me, in this one. They usually play really well down there, but I, I just really think it was a tough win given the circumstances and that reshuffle. That was, an, that was a way out, and they didn't take it, so good on them. Uh, Broncos, this one's very easy. 53-0, different class. It was literally a rep team. If I went 1-17, to there's about 14 rep players against basically a New South Wales Cup side. It was a barrier trial for Brisbane. Mullen gone. Uh, they lost their hooker. They had another concussion. Safidi had the neck problem. Nathan Ross went off as well. And they had a debutante, the only guy on the bench. So they got bloodbathed. Simple. Milford, brilliant. Oates got his triple. But what are you really supposed to take out of a game like that? Nothing. 53 is it. Move uh, on. They play South this week. Yep. And Newcastle, like we said. at home. They and played. They got a home record. And they got a lot of blokes around the questions. Because of those injuries, I'd be interested to see if two or three of them had to miss who they'd bring up. Yeah. Because they've already really tested their depth. Um, and you know who they've got to play and they're not doing well in cup this year either they're struggling so hard times for them Cronulla 40-16 over the Raiders uh, I thought their line speed was really good I know you said you thought a few of the tries weren't from their side of attack but watching the game as a whole sure I thought Canberra were poor but I thought the Sharks well, they scored tries off charge downs yeah, intercepts still, like you earn those things in a game of football no, and I, didn't, I don't know about that I thought their line speed and aggression was really really good I thought they were in Canberra's they were face clearly a bit of and Canberra didn't want a bar of the fight but I thought it was just more Canberra stunk they didn't want a bar of it but that's up to you on the day your I attitude know. I thought but the Sharks I, I think, went after them hmm. I don't know I'm not going to read as much into that Sharks performance as what everyone else is going to no, I'm not I, I thought the Raiders were poor uh, they'd be much better than not that. Not going to be chucking year. at the win of the comp. But we both, we, both, uh, we both thought Cronulla would win. Yeah, well, I, I was very confident about that one, yeah. but I, I literally thought they dominated that game. There was some scrappy tries, but that's them. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying they didn't. I just think it was more that Canberra were bad, not that Cronulla was so good. That's all. You're slowly, that's slowly starting to see again that spine getting a little bit better. I thought Maloney got a little bit more football um, after they're talking about him and Ennis having some differences. Townsend, a little more quieter this week, maybe because of that, but I thought Maloney had a much better game. His goal kicking is ridiculous as well. He's dead set. Probably got the best kicking action in the NRL. Mm, you reckon? Yeah. It's he hits him pretty good. clean. Yeah. And he doesn't lift his head at all. Pop gun. He literally doesn't lift his head until the ball's left his boot. But, um, yeah, Innes pretty good. Gallon, a pretty decent game back from there. But uh, the edge defence from Canberra, absolutely disgraceful. Don't move off their line. They don't make decisions. Slide on their line. It's just big, big problems there. They definitely need a bit of a restructure. Even at half time, they had a penalty count in favour 8 2. They never looked like scoring. They had all good football or possession, did nothing with it. Give raps to Leilua and Rapana. That's about it. Those two were brilliant. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I think White at the back struggling as well. Like, yeah, he's been poor the last few weeks, especially <sighs> errors. Errors are creeping in. That's one thing he didn't really have. Now he's dropping throws. I thought he struggled game. last year just to find his feet, and you know that he's not really a ball playing option. I think that's that's an area they're struggling in. If uh, Caesar and Austin aren't dominant, like in games like that on the weekend, where they're struggling to find some points, he's not. He's he's in a ball playing option. So I mean, imagine if they had Tedesco there. I mean, it's an argument. Nah, if they could have bought him, but yeah, it's a fantasy. Well, well, they had him. He was yeah, signed. Well. Yeah, Gornski's. 
Cronulla, they played Penrith this week. Looking forward to that one. I think, again, like that other game we spoke of with the Cowboys and Eels, that should be a really good game. Canberra play the Tigers. Bit of a struggle for those two. Uh, looking for a win. Canberra, I'd expect at home to fire up. But, yeah, the Tigers, will have to wait and see. They've lost five in a row, so they should be desperate. Tigers, speaking of them, 9-8 into Melbourne. Uh, first half, honestly, that game made me physically ill. I thought it was horrible. It was a bad game. Um, as bad as Melbourne were, they gave them intercepts and opportunities. They couldn't capitalise on them. And then even on the flip, the Tigers just refused to do anything with the football bar. Just let it ride, basically. They let it ride way too often. They make way too many errors. I have no idea what their structure or what their game plan is. It's basically not one. Mm. Um, and if James Tedesco doesn't well, get... Well, there is. They're just not following it. If James Tedesco doesn't get involved, they don't score points. They're basically the only decent thing seem to come off him. That tap-on was an absolute ripper yeah. for that first try. But their halves... That basically seems like the option. If James is there and he's got any opportunity, he's more likely to do something. Just give the ball to James. Yeah, and watching Cooper Cronk, I reckon the game might have gone past him. I think he needs structure. He needs... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just... He's he really, really he's struggling with, yeah, the non-robotic style. We spoke I think about the this. game's changed a lot, and you're seeing that impact um, on Cooper Cronk. We spoke about this ages ago. Struggling to break defences down. Much like Billy, he's, he was built. This was a guy that was oh, a utility cool. hooker, lock, playing Q-Cup, struggling, really. I don't think you're comparing to Billy. I'd... Yeah, but he built himself into what he is, though. He didn't yeah, come yeah, in a grade okay. that player. Yeah, okay. He was a lightning fast yeah. bloke who could score tries. If anything, I think this current game would suit Billy. Yeah, it would, but I'm saying yeah. that he's built, but in a different role. Halfbacks, generally, you grow up with a bit of mouse. You've got a bit of natural ability. Cooper Cronk was playing lock, hooker, all these different positions, coming to a system. utility, yeah. They put that system around him to make him the halfback that he is. And he fits in so He's well. He's got no wiggle room in him. In all this time. But, yeah, you go at Well, yeah, I'm not saying he can't. Like, the game's gone past him at the moment. Yeah, he, needs to, he needs to adapt. He's done it for so long, though. That's the well, thing. He needs to adapt. So, and fast. Melbourne tried to bring a bit more ad lib. They, they put a bit more structure back this week, they said, after watching how things went. So, mm. I think that maybe is to compensate for him. I think you might be wrong. But the offloads definitely increased. Last year, we wouldn't throw any more than five. That's two weeks in a row we've gone into double figures. So, we're definitely trying to push the footy. In the middle of the field. Uh, second half, people blew up about the moment where Sully hit Tedesco. I thought he was sliding down. It's going to sound biased again, but... I thought he hit him. I didn't think it was intentional. No, nah, I thought he hit him, but he went in there 100 miles an hour. I thought it went across the top of his head. But when he dropped the football, he kind of slid down as well, so it didn't make it any look any better. Mm. Do you stop the play? I thought the ball was gone, so you don't really stop when someone's out of action. Did it hurt them? Maybe, because they were missing their fullback, but... Overall, let's put this oh, way. Throw him in in golden point. He's going to have an impact. Well, he was on the field. He went for a concussion test. He came back on. Yeah, I know. But, you know, how good was he coming back on? Well, I'll put it this way. They should have beat Melbourne. And they didn't. They should have. So, if anyone out there is complaining... They I mean, they, they had two... Well, Moses had a sitter. Brooks had one that turned left. When it, and we dropped turn right, it goes over. We dropped the ball and they took it and they missed. And you don't give Cooper Conn two chances. No. Second chance, they took it. Well, so. what about Cameron Smith? Oh, it was dreadful. That's probably the worst play I've ever seen him make in first grade. Kick the goal. Jesus. So, yeah, as bad as Melbourne were, they're 5-2. And, yep. and Smith, Bellman, they've all touched on it. I mean, even me. Like, I'm a fan. I reckon we're playing dreadful. Yeah, I can't are. believe we're 5-2. But, again, we're talking about culture before. One of the questions for the Canberra fan, sometimes that, that does kick in. Melbourne are used to winning football games. They know how to get a job done. So, yeah. uh, they got it done there. They play the Warriors. Anzac Day clash, like we said. Tigers go down and play... Canberra and things wrapped up last night. Penrith twenty to sixteen over the Roosters. It was a really good game for a Monday night, and especially given the weather. Monday's usually a crap game. Last night I enjoyed. It was great. Yeah, it was my highlight of the round. Uh, 
they both threw the ball around. Uh, it was open, it was fast, it was direct, it was physical. Um, so, yeah, I don't have much more to add. I thought the Roosters, again, they're trying hard. They're just missing those key players. Penrith, uh, you know, their attack's improving. I, I felt like at stages there, Penrith may have let the Roosters back in. And I always felt like the Penrith were the better side. But um, you just, if you're a Penrith fan, you'd like to see them close the game out. Ended a little bit earlier because they're all on... Heart medication, I'd imagine. Penrith fans, so... Yeah, every week they get dragged in one of these fights. the good thing is, I mean, they're in every game. That, that's a great, great sign. I mean, they're competing, they're competitive, they're trying hard, and they're competing for 80. That's all you can ask for. Well, the biggest difference was how it's kicking game in the wet weather. He forced seven dropouts. They, yeah. Especially that last 10 minutes, they really gassed the Roosters out. Still not really running the ball, but is he? So no, he never does. He plays in the tuxedo. The bloke absolutely kills I'll tell him. you what, Jake Friend... He's wow. Out last night, he... Uh, absolute weapon. That's his, probably his best game, I think, in two years. Oh, I thought he was. I don't know if I'd agree no, with that. Well, I think he's had some I, the influence. Yeah, but with a lot, of, a lot better players around him. Last he night, he was there. a one-man band last night, and he was absolutely outstanding. Mate, I thought Sam Moa deserves a rap too. They they did a number. Robinson obviously did some video during the week and said, "All right, wet weather or not, we're going to hammer Cartwright." They made Cartwright make forty tackles, and I watched his body language. There was a couple of sets. They he was on the wing. Penrith went three or four tackles. He wasn't anywhere near the ball, and he was walking. He wasn't jogging or trying to get back. He was literally strolling upfield. So they persisted there, but uh, no dice. Um, high completion rate, but they're just missing. Like we said, those couple of blokes in the halves. Hastings again. Mm. After getting a rap last week for his second half kicking game, I thought he was pretty poor. But Robinson's also smart enough to work out that Cartwright's probably the ignition in their attack. Yeah. So if he can tire him so out him. in a struggling attack, then... Not much hope of improving against you, but they still had enough points to beat the Roosters. Well, I really think this week we will see either Corden or Rehargo. I, I don't know. I know they haven't named either of them, but I reckon one of them's going to be back. Pierce to follow, and I think we've forgotten now as well that Tokyo is injured, so he's going to come back as well. Mm. You put all those guys back in. We well, put those three back in. Ugh. It improves them 50%. Massive situation. But yeah, high, high completions, close to 80 for both in that weather. Very good. But Seattle's kicking game for me was the difference. Good win by the Pennies. Um, you know, they, they've been tight ones all year, like you said. And it's going to be the same this week. A fight with the Cronulla Sharks away and the Roosters. That Anzac Day clash at Allianz with the Dragons. Always. A cracker game of football. But that wraps up the Fast Five. Our questions, your questions, thanks for sending them in as always. And obviously the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll be now joined by Mr. Gossip. We'll get all the dirt that he has, all the news he's got. We'll do our tips and we'll give you all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it's with William Hill. And the Panthers, they're going to win for him. Another heart attack type game, but they got one for you, Goss. He's back. What's doing? Mate, I was very happy. Had a few schooners of oak, too, to celebrate. It was, uh, yeah, heart in the mouth stuff again from the lads. What's your uh, flavour of choice? That's a very good question. Uh, I, I, you know what? I don't mind the banana. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what's your favourite flavour? Boom. <laughs> 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 oh, he walked straight into that one. He's got me good, there. Got him. Dusted him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Now I like the banana. Yeah. Beautiful. Good time. Get time's. that right in here. Or, or five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your nah, mum got, got the job done. And like we spoke about just before, it was a decent game, given the conditions. Uh, onto a tough one this week. 
with the Sharkies and a long weekend. Good times. We all love long weekends. No, every weekend's a long weekend at the moment for me on holidays. So yeah. Love life. Oh, look at him living the dream. Bloody oh. teacher. Get holidays every 10 weeks, you jerk. Yeah, 11-week term, buddy. Correction. 11-week term. Ah, oh, whatever. Whatever's doing. A bit disappointed to say Thursday night footy, though. Yeah, it's rubbish. Mate, Monday every week. I want two Friday games back. Give them back. I no, hate Thursday. No, no, no. Second I Friday games. Is three games on Monday? Was it three? Three, yeah. Anzac Day. Load up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But it should just be the Roosters, Dragons, Warriors, Storm. Yeah, That's I it. agree. It should be two. Yeah, well, I got an RDO, yeah. so I don't have to go to work until Wednesday, so it's all good. I get a day. You can't get on the you can't get on the cans or anything. Can you I can. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell a lie. I probably will. Yeah, I've got an RDO, yeah. RDO on Tuesday, so I can get on the cans. I'm like in a cab to work on Tuesday. Yeah, mate, government job. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not off on Tuesday. I am. I got to go back in, but Monday's technically my RDO, but it's a public holiday, so good beans. I'll still be having a few shirbies and Four a barbie on, on Monday. Long, long weekend. Alrighty. Alright, mate, what's cooking? Much going on? Yeah, not a lot on, so we'll get through it pretty quickly, but we'll start with uh, Parramatta. Uh, Corey Norman, uh, it's reported today, he knocked back the Eels off a, of $1.8 million, so that's, what, six hundred k per season. Um, his manager's gone to Penrith. They're going to give him an offer as well. But, look, if you ask me, Corey Norman will stay. It's just going to be a bit of a bidding war. Penrith are in the race, but um, I, I can't see him leaving the Eels. But it uh, would be a good pick-up for Penrith. Uh, as a Panthers fan, I wouldn't mind seeing him there, that's for sure. Bloody I, I said before, I, I'd offer him a million. I, honestly, I'd pay him a million. I'd go We're going to pay Mbai. What, how much is Mbai on? Yeah, he's looking, pay he's looking for seven or eight. Um, that's what I'm saying. Um, on the scale, the Brooks are going to get eight. If, uh, that, seven. if those guys are all pushing sixes and sevens and they're trying to only offer six for Norman, Norman's at least worth eight, and those guys are lucky to be worth half. He's worth more than that. I, uh, well, I, I hope he goes to Penrith. Parramatta are going to lowball him, then yeah. they should realise what they've got and pay him. But I guess they can't fit them all in at the moment with their cap yeah, situation. Well, them, so it'll be they, interesting to see what comes out of that. And They need what now gone. Well, they do. Now more than ever, they need that 750, 800k that he's on. Yeah. Well, but Brad Arthur said it during the week that he's a contracted player. Anthony, so get out! As long as, he's, uh, as long as he's there, they've got to pay him and he's going to be a part of the cap. So. Yeah, as if they're not in there right now, just like taping off his locker and putting his shit in boxes and just going, come on, just do it. Putting a rat on his locker. <laughs> we need you to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, boys, one that's a bit left field. Uh, we've spoken about this past couple of seasons, actually. That's Kevin Locke. Um, he has been in talks oh. with the Dragons. I was pretty keen to say last week that he'd all but signed, but talks seem to be going up and down like a fiddle's elbow. But um, the money is he'll be at the Dragons next year, which would be good to see him back in the NRL. I haven't really watched him too much uh, overseas, but, um, yeah, always good when one returns home. So they're going to waste another couple of weeks playing Josh Dugan at right centre, even though he's on about 800k and putting Kevin Locke at fullback and then have Kurt yeah. Mann on about 300k playing New South Wales Cup. Yeah. Stupid. Good buying. Good buying, Dragons. Yeah. Outstanding. And you're buying a guy that crashed a car with Tim Smith and then they tried to open the back seat and pretend it didn't happen. That was brilliant. <laughs> if anyone has... Just waiting for a mate. Pro- someone tell me you've seen that video. I saw yeah. that video. That's the best thing ever. Tim and Tim Smith get out of the car like, maybe if we get in the back when the cop get here, we can tell them that we were just, you know, we are just in the car. What, is there a video? There was a video. A couple oh. of, like on Facebook. I've seen it. It was on YouTube. I don't know if it got taken down or what, but basically the cars crash, they get out and they look at each other and it looks like Tim Smith saying we should just hop in the back seat and pretend we didn't crash the car. <laughs> oh. 
Tim Smith. Uh, that sounds about as intelligent uh, as a rugby league IQ. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. I watched it about five times at work. I was in tears yeah. every time I watched it. I wonder what Tim Smith's playing at Wakefield. Good times. Oh, my lord. With Bain Smith <laughs> and Brian Quinn. All right, boys, I'll put a rumour to bed. We're, I've copped it a bit on Twitter today. Everyone's saying that it's a done deal. And that's Benji to the Warriors. But oh. sent off some tweets to the Warriors. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they're, they're oh. denying it, and, and look, why, why would they take Benji to that meeting? Don't do it. No. Why would they? That that would be... Oh, it is State of Dragon. Mate, when you got yeah. Johnson, and I know, you know, Lola here's got to play fullback for the time being, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a Warriors fan and you haven't watched Arta Hingano, who, again, is literally turning 19 this year, and he played a full season of cup last year and was close to the best half in the comp. They don't need Benji. Let's put it that way. No, they don't. They don't need Benji. No, I, think, I think the Dragons need him. Yeah. Unless, unless the Dragons can go and get another half. But there's all this speculation and there's not much happening. So I think the Dragons need him probably more than anyone else do, providing... Culture fit, though. That they, well, they, they need another half to replace him. He's, yeah, but he's isolated himself. Just pun him. Yeah, well, there's a lot, there's a lot coming out of there. And they're still paying that Hutchison kid. I watched him play cut the other Yeah, but they're paying him, so if you want to I know, know that, that's what I'm saying. So you're going to get rid of Benji Marshall when you've got Hutchison and McCrone underneath him. And what I'm saying is they need him more than yeah, other they, sides. They need, need him, him, but they don't need a cancer in their side. They it's don't. an individual. So don't. at the same time, Correct. they might just have to bite the bullet yeah. and take a stand. And but that's fine if that's the reason why. I'm just saying from a play, yeah. playing roster get, point yeah, of view. We agree, yeah. but I'm just saying in that sense. Yeah. I'm, and that's why I'm not I, I said, well, I would, I would pay him a little bit more because realistically, he's got a gun. Had well, the fact that he's I the second best that offer, all this kind of stuff. Like, nah, you can just tell your story, walking champ, retire. Yeah. But then again, they've got to have someone coming up up behind him. Well, to like I said, they're paying Hutchison, they're not playing, so if they're going to waste your time, just give yeah, it. Okay, him. so if, if, if all this rumour and innuendo is true, right, that Benji's on the nose and they had a big run in and, uh, you know, McGregor's not playing him and yada, 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 then why doesn't he punt him and put Hutchison in? I've got no idea. They should have last week over McCrone again because, because in the press McGregor keeps coming out supporting him saying there's no problem he's important to our team yada yada yeah, yada God knows and we can all read between the lines and mm. someone's telling a furphy mm. you know I'm it saying, makes a mockery of the whole whole situation I'm I, again, it's, it's making the dragons look imbecilic yeah basically and I just said that again about the fact that man, people thought they bought man on the cheap they didn't buy man cheap and now they're looking at buying lock as well that tells you everything you need to know yeah. <laughs> We're getting less going to play lock as a 5-8. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Warriors fans, stop with the DMs. He's not a dumb deal to the Warriors. So. Yeah, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down, down, bro. <laughs> Another one that's a bit less field. Uh, the Bulldogs in talks with Kate Snowden, the 29-year-old prop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd be going to Melbourne for sure. Yeah, that's a Melbourne boy. Uh, the doggies, the doggies are keen on him, which Mate, I think. How much money have they got? How many big props do they need? Yeah, but how much mid-year, <laughs> mid-year buying? They just took the, the Tigers young bloke and they took Lock and Lewis and they took someone else. They got two Australian school. Who was the other bloke we just said the other week? Did they sign? Okay. They flipped Lane for Raymond Faitala Marana yeah. and they took Lamar Lee Lavavo, who's literally played first grade for the Tigers, Tigers and yeah. an Australian 20 schoolboy and then you pick up Lachlan Lewis, who's the Queensland 18's half and now you're saying they can pick up Snowden, who's a former rep player who I know he's off contract now this year. How much money you got? Third parties. Yeah, but this is Nathan, Nathan Brown trying to move that case yeah, good on contract. But on. he's gone at the end of the year anyway. But if he moves in mid-year, that's just, you know, it's just... Again, you can it frees up spot. Yeah. Well, he's not really Then They're not getting nobody this year, but so it's it's mid-year or end of the year. Either way, Nathan Brown, good on you. He's just putting the broom for the joint. <laughs> he is. Great times. Let it ride. Yeah. 
Should do a trade deal right. with him. We'll give you Cade. We want something back. We want Aiden Tolman. We want like a spa bath <laughs> or something. Or we want like, you a know, we want a bunch of cases of coke for the canteen. We need something out of this deal. He's got six months to left. It's like the Premier League. We, we, want, we want some Des Hazler, locks of Des Hazler's hair. Yeah, give us 10K. <laughs> 10K and some weight plates for the gym. <laughs> Jesus. All right, last one for the night, boys. Real quick one. We mention it every week. I'm getting sick of mentioning it, to be honest. Elijah Taylor. Oh, fans, he's gone. It's just a matter whether he's going to the Roosters or Tigers. Tigers are still the favourite. Before, before June 30? Yes. Okay. Honestly, immediate release. I don't think he fits in with the Roosters. I said that before. Because once they get back those couple of blokes, he doesn't fit what they do. Oh, Tigers need him. Orbison's got that kind of role that he does. He doesn't fit in. Tigers need him. Yeah, bingo. Maybe uh, maybe Jason Taylor could play him as a third utility hooker off the yeah, bench. Yeah, maybe he can play nine. He could pick Cherrington, yeah. Taylor, who is Halatau. Halatau. Yeah. And he can have four hookers. Good time. And love it. Love it played a bit of nine for him. Just load up the bench. Four <laughs> nines. Bring back Liam Fulton, he can play with a nine too. I need lots of utilities in my yeah. team. Who knows? Who knows? And, and, and who knows? It, it, will Jackson Taylor last a season the Tigers or will they like a Cleary then? Oh, wow. Good Jason, Jason Taylor won't last a season. I'll, I'll put a bet on that now. Anyone that wants to have a decent wager on it He's and in back trouble. against me. Fair enough. I'd be willing to have a lot. Gig, you think? What was that, mate? And Ivan gets the gig. It's logically, yeah, he thinks so, but I don't know whether Ivan would be silly enough to take Why the Why would gig. you want that job, honestly? It'd have to be under uh, Ivan's conditions, that's for sure. That's um, a crap job. That's a rebuild again. He, he deserves better than that. He deserves a Warriors job. Or if Russell Crowe... Well, I'll tell you so, what, mate. He'd be licking his lips at the moment with the Roosters and the Rabbitohs struggling. Seriously. No, no, I'm not saying that they will, and it'd be ridiculous if they did. But if someone fires if Trent not, Robinson... If they're not winning... If someone fires Trent Robinson, Melbourne should give him half a mil to be an assistant for a couple of years until Belly's gone, yeah, then we'll take him. I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is that the bit of fan pressure and a bit of... And I'll say that again. All you Roosters fans that sent that one in about firing your coach, smash your face on a table. You're an idiot. The bloke can coach. All yeah, right? He's a good coach. He can coach. But what I'm saying is he'd be licking his lips at the, at the thought of one of those uh, clubs going off gung-ho and firing either Maguire or Robinson. I wouldn't want the South job either. With Rusty taking him on benders and going, you're not worth this. Or would you rather the you're South job or that. would you rather the Tigers job? I'd rather the Tigers job. Yeah, you, you would too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If Rusty's going to take my players on a bender and start... Yeah, in, all, in all seriousness, you'd rather, you'd rather either South or the Roosters than the Tigers. Yeah, Roosters job over all of them. So it doesn't look like Arthur Dragon. and Hasler are going to go anywhere. Dragons <laughs> job, yeah. Good times. No third parties down that joint. You can give them a bucket of sand. You get all that money, there you go. Tigers job... It, Let's put it out there. Let's not shoot, you know, let's shoot straight here. It's the worst job in the NRL at the moment. Basically. The Tigers job. It's a massive reason. Yeah, because you've got, you've, got, you, you've got the ball, well, not the, so much the board, but you've got the head of football and the CEO cutting your legs from underneath you. Yeah, as a coach, if that happens, you, you don't have legs to stand on. But Basically, even... Jason Taylor's now forced to play the game and he's just got to hope now that they win. Because if, if, if they don't make the out, he's gone. But I'd be worried about Mark O'Neill, too. Because straight away... He's football, I'm just no, saying. Not even football. that. I'm worried about him for the sake of their club. Because the first thing he's doing, you, I reckon he'll bring Todd Payton back because he's his buddy. Yeah. This is going to be the boys' club. And they're, they're going to fall apart. And Justin Pascoe is going to be sitting there and just go, well, I'm out. That's what I reckon's going to happen. It's going to fall shit. You're right. Todd Payton will get the gig. Yeah, it's going to become boys' yeah. club. Because yeah. it's former Tiger in, and then he'll knife Taylor, and then he'll bring Toddy Payton back, and then you'll have Blocker. Well, I've heard, I've heard that Todd Payton will get the gig on pretty good authority. Oh, so, so, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hang time. Yeah. There just you go. Blow it up, start again. Build it, and they will come. Mm. 
Alrighty, we're done. We've gone a bit crazy, but tips last week, Goss, you got seven. So, you beauty, I needed that. me and you were absolutely trawling shit at the back. You were two behind me. You won closer, but we're still a mile away from Brock, all right? So, yeah. we're, right now, me and you are like, you know, the Tigers in Newcastle and Brock's the Cowboys or Brisbane. Yeah, I'm going to pass mine at the moment. I'm on top of the ANZ members' tipping competition. Yeah, so we both got, me and Boxer got six, you got seven. Uh, the Dragons game is the, no, no, wait, you got the Dogs game wrong. I got the Dragons game wrong and the Roosters game, and Brock got the Dogs and the Titans wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, you were the only one who tipped the... You were the two only wrong in a, I got two wrong in a row, and I almost... I was in the fetal position sucking my thumb. Yeah. You only got the... And you guys, and you guys give it to me last week because I tipped the Dragons? Yeah, you knob. I said turn your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they got the job done. Oh, I just felt it as well. I copped it for tipping the Warriors. I was right. I had a Dragons fan come over to watch the game. I, I could have murdered about three different people, and you were, you were probably top of the list, Doss. <laughs> <laughs> you started the slide. Yeah. You Jesus. Oh, locker. Oh, yeah. well, you're on 33. I'm on 34. Brock's on 38. So we still got a lot of work to do. It's hard times. But first game, Friday night, the Broncos versus South. I don't think we need to go into depth. South's a flat as attack. They're playing absolutely awful. Uh, if they were going to fire up, you thought it would happen last week, but they're 1-17. The Broncos are also 1-17. You've got to go the Broncos up there. Yeah, and just, just to go back to the tipping comment, there's a long way to go, boys. Yeah, 100%. Let's not go off yeah. early. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm about paying $5, I mean. Rabbits? Yep, five on the dot. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm not tipping them. Yeah. Don't forget it. No, Broncos. English looks like a bastard. Oh, mate. They're... Oh. The, the, the errors, the one out, their cookie cutter style of play, they haven't changed the thing. It looks like an cor- old Corolla I had in my first car. That's what he looks like. Look, the one you ploughed into the gutter. <laughs> he looks like the one. I didn't plough it into the gutter. Yeah, but the busted knee we're talking about, that resembled your Corolla after you gutter mounted it and the tyre was caved in. Yeah. That's about as good as he's going. I didn't gutter mount it. But the odds with WilliamHill.com, the dollar seventeen about the Broncos, $5 about South Sydney, minus 14. That's a massive line this year of the year for a side like them. If you think Souths can somehow turn up and actually have a dig this week and play NRL standard football, one to twelve goes there. Psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that gets you six fifty, or if you like multi value, you get twelve and a half start at two dollars. But Saturday, three games on Saturday. Dogs and the Titans kick it off. Boxhead, we'll give you first crack at this one because it's your team. No, can no. the Dogs? Oh, no. sorry, can the Titans beat the Dogs? No, I'll tip the Dogs, but I don't know. The Dogs one week they're good. They they hammer Melbourne and then they. Come out and lay an egg um, against the Warriors. Obviously, short turnaround. Uh, it'll be a dry track. I just I don't like William Zillman at one. Um, I hate it to be honest. Uh, and f- as long as he stays there, I think we're going to battle. Probably six to twelve points worse, worse off because David Mead literally just runs into anything. David Mead, he can just save better leg speed. He's better at the back. Um, he's better in the middle of the field. He's just a better at rugby league than William Zillman. I tell you what, I said it earlier. You watch a few of the tries that were scored early on. He murdered blokes trying he to did. score. He dead set human harpoon them. He let uh, them know. Look, oh, the Titans aren't without a chance, but I think the Bulldogs win. Yeah, I'm on the Bulldogs as well. Gossip, what do you reckon, Champ? Yeah, I'm going to go the dogs as well. The time is a little clunky, and the, yeah, I can't see where the points are going to come from. The curse of gossip. The curse of gossip. <laughs> <laughs> He's back on. But William Hill there with us. The doggies, $1.32, dollar thirty-two, three forty for the Titans, minus nine and a half is line. I don't mind that, honestly. If you guys have a dig and the dogs can't attack... Oh, I don't think we'll get hammered. That's pretty good. But 1-12 to 12 if you like the Titans to fight back, $5. 1-12 to on Canterbury because they can't score points, Three out of five. Now, I've said that, they'll probably tell you on my butt. 12 and a half start, 159 for the Titans. The other Saturday game, one I'll probably be attending, the Raiders 
down there against the Tigers. Played like absolute bastards last week. The Tigers, they should have beat Melbourne, but they didn't. Mitchell Moses missed that one from in front. That must have hurt. Uh, and they had plenty of opportunities in general in that game. We just love throwing the football on the ground or over the sideline. I'm going to go the Raiders. Not with much confidence. They've named an extended bench. So Ricky's trying to get a bit angry and wield the axe there. But looking at that Tiger side again, the only thing that scares me really is Tedesco. Um, and it's daytime football. Well, it's going to be darkish at that time. But I'm giving Canberra a reprieve this week against the Tigers. Yeah, look, I think bounce back factor. It's in Canberra. Uh, Ricky's apparently blown a gasket this week. Yeah, uh, the Tigers are going to win a game soon, but I'll be happy to tip against them when they do because they're as inconsistent as all hell. Yeah, both similar teams, aren't they? Both inconsistent. Um, I'm going to go the Tigers just because you boys have gone the Raiders. To be honest, it's like <laughs> the flip of the, it's a, it's a flip of the coin for me. Mm. Um, I just think the Tigers are bad at football. Yeah, yeah they, 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 weren't, they, they weren't far away from Melbourne, though. Well, I think Melbourne way. at the moment are bad yeah. at football. We almost lost to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, there's, only one thing you need, you, there's only one thing you need to take out of this. We're 5-2. and two. We just win. Melbourne just know how to win. Yeah. Just win. Yeah. We're yeah. like Steve Seagal yeah. in the movie where he kills like 80 blokes even though he thinks he's yeah. going to die. Let's we just not, keep going. Let's oh, not go into Melbourne. Steve Seagal's my Jesus. I'm sorry. A Jesus session over Melbourne. Come on, <laughs> move on. He's right. having a <laughs> Melbourne-gasm over here. Yeah, love him off. <laughs> uh, and congratulations also. He may not play, but Clay Priest, he's a former teammate. He's been grinding, grafting away in the New <laughs> South Wales Cup. Brothers Junior. He's an absolute nutcase. The bloke can play football. He's 18th man. Uh, he's not top squad contracted either, but he... Well, I hope he gets a run. He thoroughly deserves to play. if he gets a run. If anyone watches the New South Wales Cup and you've seen Clay Priest play... He was a dude that elbowed someone round one. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone out there is like Clay Priest. Who, oh, yeah, the yeah. dude that almost <laughs> someone. Okay, now I know, yeah. Uh, last year, the best thing you've ever seen, him and Mitch Barnett, who's also nuts, no. uh, out at uh, Mounties Home Ground, which is a park ground at Hoxton Park, just owning Clint Newton's life. They both whacked him about eight times. <laughs> Excellent. Once he looked up at Priesty and said, why? And he basically slapped his hand and pointed. I don't know what he said to him. There's a few F-bombs well, in there. Yeah. I was a big fan. We can't repeat it. Right? Love your work. Love your work, Clay. But Canberra, $1.45 favourites at home. West Tigers, $2.75. Minus six and a half is the line. Uh, God knows what kind of market this one is. I got the one to twelve feeling, but Canberra leave, leave it alone. Three ten, just back and head Tigers four thirty five. But the blockbuster to finish off Saturday: the Cowboys versus Para yep. up there in North Queensland. Different proposition to the game that they played at Perth Tech early on. Um, as much as you'd like to go over this, I think this one's easy. The, the way the Cowboys are playing at home right now is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'm going the Cowboys. Same. Yeah, same. And, and also, you've got to take into account, Parramatta's already beaten them. There'll be a little bit of a revenge factor there, I think. Um, and hearing, obviously, the reports tonight, it may be the week that this uh, salary cap drama comes to a head maybe potentially before kickoff in this game. So yeah. we don't know what effect that'll have. Uh, and as you said, the Cowboys is red hot up well, there. So Who wants Cowboys. to play them at, at home? You just yeah. I got the Cowboys too. Like you said, psychologically, I think they'll... They, they're saying Friday they're going to cop the eight-point eight deduction. So oh. it'll be interesting to see how they turn around from that. It wouldn't mm. be easy. Getting piped on a Friday, that really would hurt. But the odds, $1.38 with William Hill are the Cowboys. Three oh five Parramatta, minus eight is the line. I like this as a 1-12 to game, to be honest. Either way you go, uh, depending on that result, obviously. But 3-10 for the Cowboys, 1-12. I really like that one. If you like para, 4-60. Sunday, one game. It's your mob. The Penny Panthers, Goss, they play the Sharkies. Uh, looking at both teams, I think the Sharkies have only got one change, and that sees Luke Lewis come back in. 
Paulo goes out. Penrith have got an extended bench again with Taylor and Lattimore. Who do you like, mate? I'd love to sit with my heart and sit the Penny Panthers, but I can't go past the Sharks. Other than the Cowboys and the Broncos, they're probably the form New South Wales side anyway, the Sharks. Yeah. Panthers still worry me a little bit uh, with defence. Uh, um, I think the Sharks will get them, but as bloody usual, it'll be a close game right up to the 80th minute, and I'll have a heart that. Brilliant. Doc? I think Cronulla win. Um, if it was at Penrith, I'd tip Penrith, but it's at, at the prison. It's at Cronulla. At and, the prison. Uh, I still don't think Penrith's attack's good enough to break down some of the better defences, and I think Cronulla are one of the best defensive sides in the corner. Mate, they're gonna, I reckon they're going to make it thuggery again, and I love it. So I'm on the Sharks as well, and William Hill's with us. $1.60, I think this one's going to be involved in the charity bet. Somehow again, Boxhead. $1.60 about the Sharks, the Penny Panthers, two thirty-five minus four is a line. Give me three and a half, William Hill. I want three and a half. Well, we can take three and a half. Yeah, but it ruins the odds. It makes it like a weird $1.71 or something. Mate, yeah. what are, what, winning odds. That's not good games, but you know where we're at. We're on that 1-12. to 12. Love that. Sharkies, 3-10, 1-12 with William Hill. Penny Panthers, if you like that one, Goss, 1-12 and a tight one, 4-0-5. Good odds. Anzac Day, an absolutely fantastic day and three games of football to reward you on that day. Looking forward to it. First game, though, not the greatest. Newcastle, they're kicking things off. Well, they're playing manly at home. Um, they've got a lot of blokes on injury clouds, honestly. I think Mullen... Ross, the like, they all have to be assessed from last week. Danny Levi, Mickey Payer, Jeremy Smith, they're all in. Jack Stockwell's out. Paulie Paulie, he got suspended, so he's out. Manly, they just can't take a trick. George Defua, I think he fractured uh, his shoulder or did something to his collarbone, so he's going to be out for a little Who bit. came in on the wing for him? Uh, they've got here Braden Williamo, who's 13 games in first grade. He hasn't won one. He's terrible. So, hey... <laughs> <laughs> he scored a hat-trick, I think, again on the weekend in cup. The poor bastard can't get a win for first grade, though. In your South Wales Cup. So, Matty Parcells back in as well. That's a big in. I really don't care what changes Newcastle make. I'm going Manly. I am so close to going Newcastle. Do it. That's not funny. No, Put no, the trigger. No. Do it. Do it. I'll go Manly just because I think uh, I'll drag Newcastle down. But Don't even tempt that crap. You need to, uh, well, you need to take into account that Newcastle, they haven't lost at home yet. They've had a draw and a win. So, they're the only points they've got. It's, look. Mate, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll happily uh, cop it if, if Newcastle get murdered. Um, well, I don't, I don't think you can they... bag me next week. I think this game will be close, but I'll tip Manly just because I think Newcastle are bad at football. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's a soundbite right there. Uh, um, <laughs> I've got to go, man. I can't, I can't go anywhere near the night, to be honest. That's, but uh, they're a good crowd up there. That's a, their traditional rival, Manly. Yeah. They're pretty good odds. Bring Spud and Chief back for the day. Bring him back. Yeah. Newcastle won to twelve four fifty five. That'll be my sneaky value ten dollar bet of the week, I think. Yeah, I'm going manly thirteen plus. Good times. Yeah. But uh William Hill, you've got Newcastle, two dollars ninety five, a dollar forty for Manly head to head, the line minus seven and a half. As Brock said, he's interested in Newcastle, one to twelve at four fifty five, one to twelve for Manly, three ten, I'll at the thirteen plus with Manly two forty five. The second one, the one we all really associate with Anzac Day, it is the Dragons. Versus the Roosters, usually a great game. Uh, two sides not in the greatest of nicks, so probably a really crucial time to see this game and expecting to see one hell of a struggle. Dragons, 1-17. to The Roosters, the same side, but they've also added Avery Papali as their 18th man. I feel stupid every week because I keep persisting, but I just think the Dragons can't attack. Um, I'm going to stick with the Roosters, and I have the feeling 
that either Cordner or Ray Hargraves, I reckon one of these blokes will be back. I'm with you. The Dragons are bad at football. They beat the Titans, who are also <laughs> bad at football. So, yeah. um, look, and the Roosters are on bottom of the comp, so they're obviously pretty bad at football as well. But <laughs> yeah, choice. look, I think uh, I think you're right. I think the Roosters will get someone back. They're also not embarrassed in this game last year, but they played really poorly last Anzac Day. Had a bad loss. That was the rain game. If the, the rain doesn't come, the Dragons that way. Uh, correct, but it frustrated the shit out of the Roosters, and I don't think they lost a game for another twelve weeks or something after, yeah. or ten weeks after. Yeah, so. the big issue when there's like a near cyclone, you can't play your football, which they still no, try I, to throw the football. I know that, and the Dragons just that. did what they do best and go, "Hey, one yeah. out in defense, and defense, we if got you look this." Back on, if you want to be really critical, that's the only reason the Dragons uh, made the finals. So uh, look. Oh, I think the Roosters win. Yeah, I'm on the Roosters too. Go See, look, it's a hard one to pick, but I, I enjoy watching the Roosters play. Do it, you Dragons lover. I'm the Dragons. I'm going to back the Roosters. Oh, wow. I thought that would have got you hook, line, and sinker to back the Dragons again. Yeah, dirty prick. <laughs> <laughs> I only picked him last week to ruin my team. really thought we had him then. Yeah. The team coming last and you chipped against him. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if we weren't going to get you then, we're never going to get you. But the Dragons, they're outsiders. 208. Uh, the Roosters at dollar seventy five with William Hill minus two is the line. This definitely feels like a one to twelve game simply because if the Dragons do win, it ain't going to be thirteen no, plus. Either team by one to twelve. I'd be interested yep. to see what that is. Three sixty five for the Dragons, three forty for the Roosters. But wrapping things up, a game that we've attended, Brock, and it was a hell of a game. Melbourne's okay. biggest crowd. There's a lot of expat Kiwis down there. They're playing the Warriors. Um, there's obviously a couple of changes. As far as the Warriors are concerned, Lola here, who was fantastic last week, he moves back to fullback. Manu is back as well. Sheck is out, and they've got Lulawai playing in the halves as he did last week for Melbourne. Suliasi Vunavalu gone after his debut. They put Young back in. Tom Lapia. Mm. Um, I thought he was pretty good. Thought, Young Tom Lapia was good the week before. He was, but I thought they may have just persisted for this week. A bit more of a reward, but oh, I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bat the Warriors to, yeah, beat, so to beat Melbourne. So down. I. <laughs> God, I thought so you were going to the storm. Nah, you thought you were, you thought you were gonna be the only rocket scientist that's yeah, on the no. team, mate. We've been, oh, seriously, Warriors. they've jagged a few from the fire uh, down there. But I'm kind of with Brock. We talked about this early on. I had a bit of a vibe, and he reckons this might release the shackles without check. I reckon they might. Uh, they've been trying a little bit too hard to get him involved in recent weeks. I think it's yeah. been yeah. Um, Lola here looks stunning. Their attack a lot more natural because they weren't trying to force it on him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got the right mix of kiwis and I just don't <laughs> think the, uh, yeah, the Warriors haven't been oh, sorry Melbourne haven't been playing that great no nah, hopefully they tell I'm not 13 plus but yeah as far as two, <laughs> Melbourne, you know, yeah. Melbourne explode this week but yeah I'm, I'm on the Warriors for what I've seen I'm happy to see the Warriors so Goss you're joining us on the Warriors thing are you? yeah oh, based you on last week you got to the Warriors Storm only just beat a, a hapless Tigers so yeah. Mind you, the, the, the Storm have got a bit of a Leichhardt hoodoo, don't they? Yeah. Yes, have, yes. yeah. Tigers beat them there last uh, year as well. I think, I think they I think. floated a number last week, something like just in general against the Tigers. I think we were like lost eight of the last 11 or something. Yeah, I think there's a bit They'd of They'd beaten us at a, a, back in the old days, I think, at Olympic Park. I can remember a game getting rolled before we left there. Yeah. And I was filthy. Because I think we were on a winning streak to start like 07 or something. We won like seven in a row and we got beat by Yeah. I think I remember that game. I think I was the only person you know, tipping comp with Tip the Tigers that week. Yeah, well, I remember swearing <laughs> a lot of the time. And only though. because I read Rugby League Week and I was like, they are, they've won nine of their part, eight of their last nine against Melbourne. I'm like, oh, that's good enough for me. Well, I'll tell you what, that kind of backfired. I thought there was going to be a couple of different this week. The only one that's there is Tigers and Raiders. So Gossip wow. could fall further behind, or me and him could be even. 
Okay, so otherwise we tipped everything the same. No, I thought I was going to be the only one who got on the Roosters and the Warriors again, seeing as I did it last week, but no. you've, you've both gone that same way. Yeah. When you almost tipped Newcastle, I almost fell, fell off my chair. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm, I'm going to have $10 on a 1-12. I think they're I think they're a big chance at home. Their record says that. Oh, yeah. By the way, wrapping things up, the odds from William Hill, Melbourne are favourites, $1.67 at home, 220 for the Warriors, minus 3.5. That's the line we like to see. Uh, I feel yeah. one to twelve. The Warriors at three ninety five. I'm a big fan of that. Melbourne three fifteen. What about of uh, last Thursday on Twitter? I copped a little bit of a hammering. Some blokes inboxed me and said, "Do you think Parramatta will score more than fourteen points at Brookvale?" I said, "Yeah, they will." You got angry. Yeah. So he got no. He got on because they did, and he was really happy. He's won a shitload apparently. Yeah. Um, and then some other bloke said that I on the podcast last week. I said, that I, think, plus. "I think Parra can win thirteen <laughs> plus." I didn't say they would. I said I think they could. It could be a thirteen plus game. I think I saw so, this message and I disagree with you because when he missed that goal, I was stoked because I didn't want a 12. Same. <laughs> Same, but I just, I just didn't have the heart to tell the bike. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the game and boo Michael Gordon next week. I was going to write my said, name, mate, and said, well, bad luck for you, champ. But you I, know what? I to all the punters out there, teams do not win. They yeah, not play you. to win by margin. They play to win, not by margin. So if you're going to have a bet on a margin... Do it knowingly that they do not give a shit whether they win by one or but they in, win by. But 50. in saying that, thanks, Flash Gordon. I dropped that case over yeah. during the week. Well done, Flash. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Goss, it's a it's a long weekend, mate. Please take care of yourself. I get worried that you've got an extra day here to potentially write yourself off. Right. <laughs> Thirty I'm gonna go to rehab. <laughs> I said no, no, no. <laughs> uh, hopefully, the pennies get a win for your champion. Oh, mate, I will. Uh, oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen with Melbourne, but I'm looking forward to watching your mob play the Sharkies, so hopefully they get a win for you. Oh, it'll be top, so, yeah, it'll be good to win two in a row. Mate, fingers crossed. Enjoy the weekend. All right, thanks, lads. See you, Jamie. All right. And a big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip for coming on there, and all those odds were brought to you by William Hill, Dot com, our number one partner. Big thanks to them for coming on board this year. Remember, if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, you make sure you do it with William Hill. Don't bet with the other agencies in the Stone Age like the tab where you have to ring up and put a live bet on. You can bet live on your phone or your computer, Brock. Very dangerous. Loving life. Excellent. Yeah. I, had a, I had a couple of cracking wins on the weekend. I had a good time as well. I had um, well, a few 1-12 to 12 bets. I had the Panthers 1-12... to 12. Parramatta won to twelve. Parramatta won to twelve. Got win there. I had, I had Brisbane halftime, full time into Cronulla one to twelve, which bombed. Yeah, I had James Maloney and the Sharks to win nine dollars twenty on hundred eighty. Was had, cheering uh, him home. Jamie Vardy to score in, uh, Kent in that score. game. I had uh, Kane to score last night and Tottenham to win. Kent score as well. I had uh, what's the bloke Sanchez first goal scorer yeah, in the Alexis. Arsenal game. He, oh, he's the only bloke who oh, can score for Arsenal. Great. Loves it. Had a great weekend. Yeah, so, and I I've, had got a, I've got a big multi running on at the moment. Yeah, you've seen. And I revived. Uh, I had a one to twelve like you did the Sharks early in the week, and then I had a bonus bet sitting there, and I thought, well, stuff it. So minus three and a half was uh, two fifteen. I got on. Yeah, and feel. Yeah, good yeah. weekend for both of us on the punt. Good times. Yeah. Uh, this week charity bet. We've split it in half. We've got two fifties. We're going to have fifty on the Cowboys one to twelve against Parramatta, and fifty on the Sharks one to twelve. Against Penrith, if both win, we get two ten back for the account, or if one wins, we get one oh five. And last week, I think that was worth about two sixty seven or something. Something like that. 
So yeah, another good while win. While you're doing a read, I can check it and update it. Maybe. Yeah, I think we're pushing close to the $600 mark for the charity account for this year, but also, like we said, a, uh, a big thanks to our other sponsors, Kaizen Sports Performance, which Brock will be involved with, a uh, rugby league uh, skill-based academy and rugby league coaching manual. Brock again involved yeah. in all this stuff. Lewis just doing nothing with his life. Good times. Oh, um, but, yeah, Kaizen... Kaizen Sports Performance is providing a 10-week rugby league skill-based academy for players aged 12 to 17 in the Western Sydney District. Running on Monday nights, Kaizen understands that all athletes physically develop differently, although in order to progress to higher levels in rugby league, there needs to be a strong foundation of skill. Players will be exposed to a number of high-performance coaches to coach the highest level of skill development. The Kaizen 10-week academy is the perfect program for aspiring players to learn from the best to be the best they can be. For inquiries, go with kaizensports.com.au or check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance. For everyone out there who doesn't know how to spell that, it is K-A-I-Z-E-N. Kaizen Sports Performance. And I learnt this week that Kaizen means improving in Japanese. There you go. I wasn't sure, but I Googled it yesterday. Yeah. Got bored at work. Well, so. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so. good times. There you go, and that makes sense. But yeah. uh, let me tell you right now, it's obviously going to sound biased coming his brother, but he's a bloody good coach. Um, if you want to get involved, if you've got a son or a daughter of that matter, either either, I don't know if it's, it's not obviously discriminating against sex, is that we here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure Kyvan's all for it there. 12 to 17, it is a very good time, and I agree with the principle of what is happening with this academy, because let's put it this way, we've both coached in that kind of age bracket, there's a lot of development there skill-wise that players need to know. Uh, the physical stuff does tend to come later, especially between that maybe 12 and 15 bracket, yep. and if you are a step ahead at that point in time, it makes a hell of a difference when you come well, to also, the It's form. an individual... Academy, so it's not going to be so much team-based stuff. It's purely for individual yeah. performance. So it's going to be, be a little bit different for me, um, not having to turn up there and crack the whip. It's going to be a lot more uh, laid back and a lot more coaching, hands-on coaching, which will be good. Yeah, outstanding. And the other partner, Rugby League Coaching Manual, like we said, big thanks to them for coming on this year. You've written for them in the past. It's an absolutely outstanding tool to be able to use, uh, regardless of what level coach you are. I found it very handy. You gave me some of the, the coach talk books when I first got home and some DVDs. Yeah. Um, great stuff. You even refer to it sometimes now, and you write for them. Yeah. So good beans there. But as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. Wow. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach. It's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They have been providing coaching educational material to coaches since 1993 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and Drill Books. All of this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, which is outstanding. I watched one recently, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Good beans. Uh, we've got 567.50 in our charity account. All right. And if we get to win this week, 210 on top after you take the stake away, so we'll be pushing the 800 barrier. Yeah. That's us done, buddy. Done it all. Fast five. A squillion questions from the fans. We love answering. Slow five this week. Yeah, we love answering your questions, though. It is good to interact. A lot of people ask them at the grand final ground, though. So there was a couple of double ups, but that's always good. Everyone putting their questions up there. We love that. Make sure you keep your eyes open every week to contribute. 
you got our reviews, you got the gossip, you got the tips. Thanks to William Hill, as always. Thank you to Kaizen Sports. Thank you to Rugby League Coaching Manual. And thank you, Brock. Done. Thank you. Good beans, everybody. Enjoy your long weekend. Stay safe. Make sure you get out there, celebrate the Anzacs, attend a dawn service, pay your respects, and enjoy your week. Enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.